Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me, not with me this week, is my co-host Will. Unfortunately, he is away, but instead, I have uh, two fellow guildies, fellow SWOTOR podcasters, and all-around awesome dudes, Mox and JT. Say what's up, fellas. What's up, fellas? What's up? How's it going? Oh, you guys follow directions well. I love it. <laughs> and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you drinking, Mox? Uh, of course, I have a Diet Mountain Dew, which is uh, brewed. Can I really say brewed? Or is it, oh, please say brewed. Concocted please. In, in Purchase, New York. Nice. What about you, JT? Um, drinking uh, Folgers coffee, Colombian, black only. Nice. And a, and a little HTO. Nice. I drink all my coffee black as well, but I am, it's noon here, so I don't feel guilty. I am drinking uh, West Coast IPA from Green Flash Brewing Company, one of my favorites I've had on the show a bunch of times. Um, and Mox made the comment that it is a big bottle, and it is, and I will hold it up to the camera. I've got, a, it's got to last the whole show. So here we are. I appreciate you guys being here, man. I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, I've been on your show before, and I'm just stoked to, to talk uh, geek and pop culture with you, and we got a lot of Soul Tour to cover too, so. Oh it's going to be a good so show. Much so much So much tour. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Uh, I almost said Will. JT, said, it's automatic. JT is at JT underscore Holonet and Mox is at Fort Worth Gym. We're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, and Google Play. Take the time, give us positive ratings and all that kind of stuff. Uh, we do like that. And share us when you see us on the social medias. Uh, we have the timestamps in the show notes. Again, we have a lot of slow tour to cover, but it's going to be exciting. But if you want to jump to Star Wars or pop culture, uh, it's in there for you. And thanks, everybody, in the chat room this week. We have Devin in there who is going to be coming to our uh, Pucked Cantina, which I'll talk about here in a couple minutes, and chat with us. And we'll do our best to chat back. So shall we get to Star Wars Old Republic, gentlemen? Because we're going to talk about you guys in a minute. That's yeah, actually, I have, a, I have a couple questions to ask you. Number one. Um, Will's away. Will he have better internet wherever he is than he has at home? Uh, look, here's the deal. I, he assured <laughs> me. He assured me he would. So he, I'm hoping that it's true. Uh, but you never know with Will. You know what I mean? For all I know, like when the beginning, when the show just started, we actually recorded episode 100 a couple weeks ago. And when the show first started, he would sometimes be at like a Starbucks, like outside of Starbucks in his RV or at McDonald's. <laughs> And like, nice. <laughs> reminds you that guy from from the guild. Yeah, it was exactly that. He's outside of like a public Wi-Fi at, in his RV recording there. It was it was insane. So we had so many issues in the beginning, but I don't even have the um the I'm not brave enough to go back and listen to those shows. To be honest with you, because who knows? That was before I knew how to level stuff. Who who even knows what was happening back then? And his Wi-Fi was terrible. But he was recording on an iTunes headset too, if you can believe that. Wow. That's glorious, man. Well, that we've come a long stuff. way, <laughs> but he is away for the summer. Uh, so hopefully he has better Wi-Fi and our mixer will be out of the mix. See what I did there uh, for a bit. And But, you know, it'll be all good. Hopefully we'll get some more guests on and stuff like that. We're going to have you guys and Skeen and we have a bunch of stuff coming up. So it'd be good. 
Nice, nice. And then the other thing was, um, I don't see Periscope on there. I don't see like, um, you know, you guys seem to be missing a couple things, you know. So you need to get on that. We need more social media, you know. I think you do. Yes, that's important. <laughs> uh, speaking of Periscope, it's funny. Uh, last year at the Puck Cantina, which I'll talk about, which I keep saying I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, somebody was Periscoping. It was uh, Ma- Master, Ma- Master Lou was Periscoping. I. I'm hoping he's going to be there again and also periscoping again because I can't handle that and leading a canteen of like 15 people and trying to do a podcast. So uh, I need a volunteer for periscoping for sure. Yeah, you can always, always get Redna to do it too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see Let's how that goes. Let's volunteer Lou and Redna to do it. <laughs> right. And then we have Hope two different should. angles, right? Yeah. There you go. And you can edit together. Oh, it'll be great. You have Jesse to edit. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Jesse can do that. She can redub the voices. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. All right, let me play the slow tour bumper and we'll get into the fun. Excellent. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. All right, so conveniently, in our community shoutouts this week, I'm going to let Mox and JT talk about the things they do. Uh, they are on part of Carillion Run Radio, and they are also parts of parts, I guess is the best way to say it, of Passionately Casual Podcast, which are two of my favorites. And before you guys get into your stuff, I've said this on your show, but I've been listening to Carillion Run Radio since the, the DD and, um, and days from way, way back since the beginning. So Carla it's something Didi. that, yep. yeah, Carla and Didi, Carla just flew out of my head, but it's, it's one of my favorite slow tour podcasts. It's been around for a heck of a long time. So why don't you guys talk about your shows and what you do? Well, like you said, Carly and radio has been around since before the game was officially live back in the beta days. So been going on a long time. Um, still doing going on, going on. Me and Mox now are on the show. Uh, this last episode, uh, we had also, we had our Pepe interview, which is really really good interview. It's glad to get that done. We also had help with Jesse and Sakari while on that interview, um, but it was also the show where Rav, uh, because her health is getting better, she's actually going back to school. So we actually had to say goodbye to her because she's not going to be able to stay with us at Curling Run Radio and do all the things required for school and stuff. So that was kind of sad, but uh, you know, wish her the best and everything like that. But uh, we've still got things going on. We've got the this Ain't Your Wampas writing contest, which if you're still interested in writing, Marshall, uh, I will. You, need, you need to get that in there by the 20th. You send any of your submissions in there at curlingrun at gmail.com. Yeah, I was sad to hear Rav was leaving. I, I really liked her being on the show. Um, and that, and like you said, that peppy interview was, was something else. There was so much to kind of unpack, uh, with geekdom, you know, fandom and stuff like that. And, uh, just how we organize our communities and stuff like that. I just thought that was really, really interesting. So definitely check out, uh, that episode if you haven't done so already. Yeah. Rav, uh, added a lot of legitimacy to our, uh, podcast and we're going to miss that for sure. <laughs> well, there's a reason I keep Will around. He remembers obscure facts that I can't remember. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. Like who directed right? a movie that was made like 75 know, years Will. ago and, you know, well, that's the, it's funny because when we started the show, uh, we, that's the stuff we always talk about. And he's like, Oh, and this director did this and this. And I was like, how do you even remember all this crap, dude? So I thought it'd be nice to do a podcast with a guy that remembers the crap that I can't 
couldn't even possibly remember. So it it's helps. Like the Rain Man of movie directors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny. His family, they're really big into movies. They do like Oscar parties and stuff like that. They're just really big into stuff. And he just remembers all of it. I don't even know how he does it. So. Gotcha. But yeah, I love uh, Cruel and Run Radio, but Passionate Casual is good as well, right? Talk yeah, about that. in a different way. It's it's a great uh, great podcast, has great hosts, and some superb editing, if I do say so. Gee, do you edit the show, Mox? I wonder. Uh, just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's you know it's been going on almost two years now. We're, we're crawling up on our, our two-year anniversary, and uh, you mentioned not li- wanting to listen to early episodes. I feel the same way about Passionate Casual. Like, I feel bad for Zern. Zernablog, uh, who was our first guest. Oh, that's right. Oh, I remember my that. God, the editing <laughs> on that was it was like just the sound quality was atrocious. It sounded like he was re- recording in a tin can. Yeah. <laughs> and like I tried to level it and I manipulated it and then it just got worse and worse. I'm just like, oh my God, what am I doing? So I have learned a ton of stuff that having to do edits. And uh, now that I'm actually on mic too, it makes me appreciate and and understand like all the stuff I, I bitched about to, to everybody. <laughs> I do it 10 times worse. So no, I like hearing you. I like hearing you on that show too. I'm glad you're on there. I, I really enjoy passion casual. I, I love Jesse, Jesse and I go way back. Um, unlike uh, you two gentlemen, I've met Jesse in real life a couple of times. Uh, and she's just an awesome person. So uh, I'm glad that, y- that you guys are doing that show and the interviews you guys do are great and you guys have a good chemistry. It's fun. Yeah. Now I actually added the element of going live this last time. Yeah. How'd that go? It, it, it went, went well, <laughs> believe it or not. No, it uh, Sakari had some, some sound issues. He apparently somehow turned on like some gain or something. So it sounded, there was like, a paper blowing on his desk from his ceiling fan, and it sounded like the the drums of the Indians were coming to get him. You know? <laughs> and um, so it you know had had those challenges, but all in all, it was a good episode. We talked about toxic chat. Nice. Are you guys going to be doing it live every week, or is that just an experiment, or what? We'll see what happens. The future is is um, always in motion. Us, the future let's is say. yes, always exactly. In always in motion. So we'll see. Uh, definitely at least some of them will be, uh, if not all. Nice. Um, so also uh, involving the guilds and whatnot, um, we have uh, Extra Life coming up. And, uh, you know, your fans, I'm sure, know from previous years, uh, Extra Life is a charity event uh, to help children's hospitals and, and the, uh, the patients there uh, across North America. And we have, over the last three years, raised a little over $9,000. And uh, this year we're shooting for another two grand. I love Extra Life, man. And I'm so glad that I'm part of a guild that, um, you know, that, that really does a lot of things to try to make it more than it could be. Like it, you know, in the beginning, I know when, before I was part of, uh, of the guild, uh, which is Wookiee Mistake and a Holy Alliance, right? Um, before that, it was just kind of an excuse to tell my wife, like, Hey, I'm in a game for 24 hours. You know what I mean? But yeah. now it's more like, you know, I'm, I'm about to, I'm trying to pick my color on the t-shirt I want to buy for the Wookiee Lions t-shirts. Um, so I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, but you know, I'm very particular with my t-shirts, but, uh, I plan to stream this year. I loved last year's events. Um, we have the kickoff, uh, coming up what June 24th. Is that it? Yeah. Just a week and a day. Yep. Nice. So I'm excited about that. I just, I love extra life. Um, and the fact that our guild has raised or our team or whatever is raised, uh, almost 10 grand is, is nothing, uh, it's it's really awesome. So I'm excited about it. Hey, Marshall, right, you have you have they do have kid sizes in these shirts too, Marshall. Yeah. Oh, so you're trying to make me spend sixty dollars instead of twenty? That's good. Right, well, and your wife. Oh, <laughs> oh god. 
Hey, yeah, Marshall, let, let me see if I can sell that. One, How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Buying one is one thing. <laughs> yeah, being a help for the color, I I think he should go with like maybe one of each. Ama? Right, right. I mean, that, why yeah. why limit yourself? Well, see, the here's palette? the deal. Right now, I'm I'm thinking about asphalt. I have it in my cart. I'm looking at it. I you know, I actually went with that one, and I'm wearing it right now. Nice. I, I think you just wanted it because it has the word acid. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, there's a lot of bonuses to asphalt, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. So let's uh, – I have one more thing to talk about as far as – unless you guys have anything else you want to mention about your well, shows or anything. Well, I just want to mention real quick. Um, the event on, on next Saturday uh, it yeah. starts at 1 o'clock um, Eastern time, and uh, it will last about five hours or so, um, maybe a little longer, um, starting off with um, the CZ198 Pet on the imp side. Um, which you will need at least a level 52 tune on the Imperial side. Uh, we'll be doing a fleet datacron. God willing, we can get that set up. Uh, then we have our, our signature Musco event. And this year, it's going to be a leveling um, slash scavenger hunt uh, across the Imperial, uh, sorry, across the Republic starting planets and the fleet. So um, I love the Musco events. Yeah. And, um, and then we'll have a social event and then, then we're going to have a real brief, um, Corellian run episode where we're, we're saying goodbye to Rav and picking our, our Wampa contest winner. And then Kid Lee is going to have a bonus uh, segment where he's playing some Quiplash. So, um, definitely come out, support us, uh, pick somebody on the team. If you're not on a team, uh, donate to them, um, and, you know, helps out, help out some kids. No, that's awesome. Uh, I plan to be there. I'm going to be streaming. I've got to work later that night, but it should be over right before that. So I'm excited. Excellent. All right, let's get to our weeks in game. Nope, we're not no, doing weeks in game. Have I have something. I forgot. Uh, so our Puck Cantina, which I talked about, which stands for Passionately, Passionately Usual Carillion Trap Cantina. It's a mashup of, you know, current shows, old shows, podcasts, World Tour, Star Wars podcasts, a bunch of friends who get together every year during San Diego Comic-Con and... Um, confirmed this year redna and heather um myself and will uh last year we had darren DePaul there devin who's in the chat is also going to be there um switch with steve a bunch of people um and it's just going to be oh and jesse of course coming all the way from australia elise is going to be there from our guild yeah. as well yeah. um so it's it's really exciting it's a lot of fun last year we just set up the mics i need, i'm gonna buy another mic this year um, and we're just going to pass the mic around and talk about Sotor and fandom and everything we love. It's at Mission Brewing Company again this year around starting about five o'clock. We'll meet up. Uh, and that is Saturday, July 22nd. And it's uh, last year. You can still find it on our feed, of course. And the Periscope is out there somewhere. It was just a lot of fun. Um, a lot of beers, a lot of good friends. Um, it was just. It's just something that I hope to continue to do. Uh, we got our press passes this year. So at least this year and next year, it will be happening because I will be down in San Diego one way or another. So uh, it's exciting. So one day I got to get you boys out there, right? Yeah, I'd love that, man. Oh, you'll do it. <laughs> so uh, what special guests are you having this year? I know Darren. Yeah, I, I've already put the um, I've already invited Darren to Paul. Uh, I know he'll be down there. I'm just not 100% sure if uh, he's got a lot going on this year as he becomes more he's famous. Super busy. <laughs> yeah, he's with so busy. Sundry and, and all the voice acting. Yeah, he's got his uh, he's got his voice in a lot of different properties. So I'm hoping that he will uh, make the time to come out for a little bit. Last year, he stuck around uh, for most of the show. We actually went to a few panels with him. We spent most of that 
what was it Friday or Saturday last year with him? Um, just a really cool guy to just hang out with. Um, he'll do voices on the mic and stuff and just talk about, uh, his life. And he says wife will be with him this year. I hope too. She's an actress as well. So, yep. um, I'm hoping they both, uh, show up and it'll be really cool. Um, we also have a couple other ideas for some other guests, but you know, uh, nothing I can talk about quite yet, but it's, Ooh. it's, it's going to be fun one way or another. Secret. And we're going like to have it. prizes this year. I've got, um, so, you can tell us if Will's sister's going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a special guest that may or may not be there, but she doesn't do voice acting or anything. But uh-huh. we we have a, we have prizes this year um, and and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm going to get some more stuff from Musco, hopefully, uh, and that kind of thing. So and hopefully we'll have some Will's t-shirts and stuff. T-shirt contest, right? Yeah, supposedly, and we'll get back to him on that one because this t-shirt contest is his baby. Uh, I'm not a graphic designer and or wanting to do it. So no, I'm just kidding. Uh, he's going to do it and I'm going to put him to it. And so keep sending your, uh, graphics in. Oh. All right. Now we're so, officially in, getting in into our weekend game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What'd you guys do this week? Uh, well, personally, I've been, I got in on the nightlife event and I did that, of course, during some of my streaming there, which, you know, that's prime quality streaming game what, right watching there. you click buttons watch me click a slot machine yeah. that's good well run between slot machines because oh. people keep stealing them and stuff like that but question you know, I, how many slot machines do you play at one time uh two if you can find them but the the first day it was hard to even find one at times so oh that's that's crazy yeah no i i it's hard to find it right now even a few days into it i was playing it yesterday a little bit yeah i was even are you guys in the main casino or are you down on the barge by the uh Promenade. Yeah, I went to eat both actually, and they were still both were busy. Um, I I even switched instances and still was uh, showing up as pretty busy. So yeah, um, the only problem with, with I found with Unbarge is that the machines are too far apart to stand and get to. Yeah, so. that's the one thing. Yeah, yeah, I usually stay on the edge of the whole bank and play those last two if I can. Um, that's usually how I do it, but, and I just kind of look at the top down and watch the good lights go, but I'm usually doing something else on my other screen. I did it while I was editing, uh, my last show and stuff, but yeah, the nightlife event, I'm kind of glad it's back, but what about you guys? Oh, so that's what that beeping was in, in the editing that I heard. <laughs> exactly. This is a slot machine just running slot in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were like at the bicycle, like, you know, and, and there. And, and, oh, no, no. I go to the gym in the morning. Now no, I'm doing, no. I do the slot machines. No, I'm sitting down. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> no, actually, uh, I was, I got the, I should have stopped when I won the first speeder, the, the new grand prize speeder. I won that. I probably should have stopped. I've spent probably five mil <laughs> already. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Well, I, that's I, spent, all I, spent. I spent a million, uh, and I haven't, I actually haven't gone through the whole mill yet. Uh, but I got the speeder as well, so I'm pretty stoked about that. Nice. I uh, I spent thirty million. Yeah. Already? Yeah. And well, got- I guess I'm talking to the guy who's at who's been at Legacy, uh, you know, CXP rank three hundred for how many months now? Yeah. Um, I guess it's five months now. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, yeah. So exactly. I, I um, I got uh, both the pig and the speeder. By pig, he means the Gamorian guard. That's right. Yeah, the companion. And see, I think what Ring was doing it, I think he was trying to work on dropping like a hundred mil. <laughs> that's crazy. That is crazy. Even I think that's crazy. that's that's too much. I don't have that's that much money. I mean I've got 
I've got quite a bit of money, so I'm going to put as much in as I can till I get. I got the Rancor and the other events, and I'm going to I'm going to get that Grimorian Guard because that's going to be my new my new friend. But um, eventually, I'll get there. Cool. Uh, Ring Ring got him too. It, it looked pretty cool. So. Is he? I haven't looked even online. Is he small or is he like no, regular companion size? Regular regular size companion size. It actually looks pretty good. Huh. Uh, that's cool. Hey, so He's real quick. Oh. Oh yeah, I'll go yep. check it out. All right, so besides nightlife, uh, what are people doing? Anything else? Uh, well, of course, I, like I said, I was doing that while I was streaming, doing the nightlife. Um, I'm still, I'm going to try to get the Gamorian. Um, then I've been leveling my ass, uh, assassin off. Ah, I see, I saw, uh, I see what you did. Okay, I get it. I was... Leveling your asphalt off? <laughs> yeah, my asphalt. Your asphalt? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I was. I'm working on an assassin. I'm. I only have done like like starter planet stuff with still. And so this is one I've actually got to drum and cost. I'm level 27. I think I'm really liking it. I stealth is the way to go. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, I mean, just, you know, do a little mind mess, go rock right through them. Keep moving. <laughs> oh, you can get through stuff pretty quick. My main oh, yeah. isn't, my main is an assassin tank, as you guys know. And yeah, stealth is the way to go. Nerf assassins, stealth overpowered. Uh, nope. I'm sorry. Don't do it. We're going to talk about nerfing later. later. <laughs> I was channeling my, my anti-merc speech. Oh, I can't wait. That's going to be exciting. Uh, so uh, besides that stuff, uh, I, we oh did WOG. WOG. Hey, like, we got, we got through. Here, you had written here originally, WOG Knight's smooth pipe run. Can I, can I tell I don't you? Know, how the hell could you define that as a smooth run? Actually... Oh, that let me was tell you. Pretty smooth for fifteen people on a sixteen-man raid, up until we got to type. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I put smooth-ish because I listened to um, your guys's last show, and JT I think was saying like, "Oh, you know, we wiped a couple times, stuff." And I was like, "Oh yeah, we did." So I put smooth-ish, but we got through it, and we it only took it. like it only took a what a little over an hour or so, and it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I think it would have been better if we had that, you know, that other DPS person. They would. I almost got into my really... car and drove to Pennsylvania to throttle your nephew, JT. <laughs> yeah, that that kid. Oh my god, the amount of times he's pulled and we weren't ready. Uh man, that's probably as many wog runs as we've ever done. If he so. wasn't ready, why did he click ready? <laughs> yeah, but you gotta realize how many people do that. They just click. It. Yeah, right. they just so, they just click then stuff. Don't complain when we pull. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so one of the things I did was I was trying to check out the speeder uh, upgrades, and I and I got it on my main, and you know it wasn't too much. It was what two million or something, and I was kind of bummed it wasn't legacy wide. Um, and I'm hoping that's something they fix. But I it looked pretty cool when I was on one of my creature mounts, and one of the things we're going to talk about later is it's not actually working with anything but creature mounts. So that's right. kind of yeah. a bummer. Did you guys yeah, do it? But- you know, people don't know how to read. Like, just because True. it's called a legacy perk doesn't yeah. mean it's legacy wide. It just means yeah. that it's in the legacy system. Right. And but you, but usually you, you can when like you go to purchase it. You're on the character perk screen. So don't post on the forums. I want a refund of my cartel coins because I purchased this and I, was, I thought it was going to be legacy wide. No, I see what you're saying. Usually, though, there's a cartel coin option to where it unlocks it on all your characters, right? No, it's no different than like the mailbox or the or the. Oh, you well, know what? You're no, right. There are, there are certain things. There are though, some like, that you can though. Yeah, like if you're in the costume designer, just for instance, and you say you want to add another slot, 
you can choose whether just a single or account right. wide. But it's a distinct option. It's a distinct Left option, side of the screen, yeah. right side of the screen. Right. And that's not there. It just says, right. you know, you're, you're on the character screen and you purchase it for that character. Yeah, so, I mean, I that's pretty much all I've done in game this week. Uh, some nightlife uh, and some a smoothish tithe run and some speederness. Uh, anything else, boys? Uh, I think that's about it. All right, no, I'll stop. I'll, I'll I'll stop putting commas in the thing now. Let's get to uh, <laughs> let's get to uh, some news, man, because we got quite a bit. So the way I usually do this is I'll just kind of say the thing, and then we'll just talk about the thing. Um, we'll just kind of go top to bottom. Uh, we're gonna gloss a little bit over patch notes because uh, you know, a lot of shows already talked about. By the time this comes out, they'll be what almost two weeks old anyway. Yeah. So right. we'll we'll just kind of talk about what we liked as far as that stuff goes uh but first you know we had maintenance on the 13th um which was uh for a game update 5.2.2 is that right yep and then uh we had uh some issues with east coast servers again how you, did this affect you guys that's why i wanted to ask you no because uh, i play nope. on west coast yeah i play on the west coast server too okay yeah um oh wait are we west coast yeah. oh we are yeah, we are west coast yeah, that's right. Okay, so, I used to be on. I used yeah, to be on East Coast. That's why. Still cracks me up the amount of people that are just like, "This is unacceptable." Oh my god, I can't play my game. Blah blah. It was less than two hours. Right. Well, that's the internet, though, right? I mean, that is what, what, what kills me, though. It, and you're right. It's it's a little absurd. It's like now I can't do the thing I want to do, and it's like, but dude, like, it's only it's not like it was the whole day. You know right. what I mean? Just go make a sandwich and then come back. It'll be fine. Right. Go. I mean, if you watch like you know a movie. You can watch Batman versus Superman and rage like at that. Like, it would be more understandable. <laughs> right, oh, right. <laughs> I see what you did. I see. That's going to come up again later, I'm sure. Better, uh, you know, just pop a frosty beverage, you know, yeah. just relax. It'll Have a fun. drink and uh, sit back, play a different game or just, you know, and then come back. It'll be fine. Now, if, if you want to rage about something, rage about the fact that the new casino decorations can't be donated. Like, that oh, is legitimate. That is legitimate. Yeah, let's get into that. So, in-game events. I didn't even know that page existed. Where'd that page come from? It's like, they hide it. <laughs> I mean, seriously, unless... It's, it's really nice looking. Listed. It's a nice... I wish they would have it on... Because you have, like, all the different things, like um, my SWOTOR, and you got your account, patch notes, and all that stuff. I have yet to find it on that first page, like, where you can get to it. So, I like it. No, it's really cool. And it lists all the in-game events. So we've got nightlife uh, all through the summer, basically, with new rewards, which we've talked about. Um, and so, Mox, tell us how you feel about this uh, casino deal. Well, the the casino is great. I love the events, love love the new decorations, but they've got this really wicked, cool new dance floor. Have you seen it yet? Have you? Seen I, it? I, I've seen pictures of it. it I haven't. I, I haven't done it. All right. Well, in the casino, there's one there that you can use. Yeah. You go up to it and you click on it, and it makes you dance. Like even if you don't have the dances, it makes you. Oh, dance. yeah. So I did that by accident the other day. Yeah. Yeah. You, don't even have to you do it. It's awesome. Yeah, it was so, really cool. It's fantastic. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be great. We have to have this for our our Moscow dance party after our Moscow event on the 24th. But lo and behold, you can't donate it directly because it's bound to legacy, and you can't. Um, donate it through like the normal like you know pay 50,000 credits or whatever and donate it so apparently it is a bug and it'll probably be fixed in the next patch which I was hoping since there was speeder issues they might rush a fix for that and it might get squeezed in there but it looks like we're looking at July and I think that's the same uh, with the EV bug it's not going to come till 5.3 right, which right. looks like uh, next month which is very sad yeah I think the biggest issue is 
they're so worried about on the decos people making a credit or two on the GTN selling them that they went ahead and included those in the Bound of Legacy. And that is the issue with Bound of Legacy that you can't directly donate those to the guild. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I don't like, hey, people make a buck off or a credit on the GTN. Hey, let them make a credit or two. It's a deco. Right. And people make so much money off that stuff already. So right. what does it matter? Uh, and we also have the Rackle event. That's going to be what? Uh, that's this week. It's happening now. Yeah. So by the time this is out, it'll be over. Yep. It'll be over. So good. Uh, and so I like this post. I thought it was funny. Do EA slash Bioware employees play SWOTOR? And Eric went on this long rant of like, the types of play, which I thought was kind of cool because they kind of highlighted like everybody plays the game differently, kind of like we do, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that post was kind of cool. So we have the link in the show notes to that. And then I don't understand this one that much. So maybe you guys have some insight. Um, I read through it. Uh, there's some master mode gear drop changes coming. And I think this has to do with there's some discrepancy between when you get to master mode, what drops there are. Do you guys know anything about this? It's talking about the tier four, how to get the tier four stuff. And currently, other than if you do veteran mode tithe, um, that that and if you are above command rank 300, those are the only two ways of getting any tier four stuff. So what the idea was doing is other ways of getting some more of that tier of gear and options for doing that. Whether they were some of them had posed, they thought about the ideas of components so be able to level up their gear that way or just to having drop a random 248 piece. Um, I like the fact uh, whether whichever way they choose or if they just keep it like it is, I like the fact that they actually pose this question to uh, the community. I think that's a good choice to do that. And currently the only way to get the uh, components is by PVP, right? Correct. Right. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Like well, you said, JT. Oh, actually, um, now in Conquest, you can actually get unassembled components if you do your weekly Conquest. Oh. Uh, with, yeah, that was a new thing they added. I noticed that on Conquest. That you oh, get really? 20 uh, uh, unassembled components each week just by doing your personal Conquest. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that. And I guess in the new deal, you can um, craft uh, some Tier 4 gear too, right? Correct. Right, non-moddable tier four. Non-mod, right. Uh, but I did like what you said, though, uh, about opening up. At the bottom of the post, it basically says, uh, here's a couple options. What do you guys think? And, you know, when they do that, they'll get a bunch of feedback, and then they'll kind of go from there, which I dig. I totally agree. I, I think it's great. Yep. Comma, 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 comma. Comma, 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 So we're comma, at Pat- <laughs> uh, I wonder what the name of the show is going to be. Okay, so we have 5.2.2 patch notes. We're not going to run through all of them, but what was... Uh, is there anything in there, guys, that you're just super stoked about um, as far as this? Yeah, the Java yeah. Vendors is good. Great 10. Great 10 stuff going Java Vendors. Um, I like the, I like the fact for a weeklies, just as somebody that likes to complete those weeklies, I like story mode uprisings coming down from 10 to five to get a weekly. I think that's a good choice. Yeah. I want to do more of those, but, um, but having the weekly shorter, I think is much better for sure. Right. Right. Weapons tunings and collections. I was never like, I, I was a fan of the weapon tunings, but was never excited about them because they, you had to get them. Like if you want them on three different you know, two characters, you have to like get three different. And now that they're, right. uh, you know, openable there, uh, I, that's, that's a positive change. Well, right. <laughs> Go ahead. You're still not going to be happy with the weapons until 
the the webbing tuning designer comes out. Right, right. Absolutely, I agree with that. But I'm and, just and none of us will is, be is a step in that direction. Right, right. No, I, my favorite part, I think, is the change to companion influence. I've spent so many credits uh, getting the amount of companions I have to 20 or 50 or whatever it is. On my main, I have five that are to 50, but uh, that's just because I have a lot of credits. But I like the fact that on my other tunes, I can just send them out on crew skill missions and have that. I mean, it's a slower process, obviously, but it, it's still it'll get me back into crafting, I think, um, and selling some some uh what you call it uh components and stuff like that so that'd be good yeah i liked it i i kind of forgot about it until i was on my uh lobby uh sith assassin i sent out hk and uh Kimball, and they came back and leveled up i was like why they level up influence and i was like oh yeah like, oh yeah I, yeah it's like <laughs> nice no yeah i think that's a really cool change i do have something to add in just because you know even though he's not here hashtag blame will yeah <laughs> please blame will for everything uh, so let's see. Uh, we have new mount speeds not working. We kind of alluded to it earlier. Um, the creature mounts I think are really cool. I'm glad at least some it's working with something. So a workaround of this would be to go to your favorites, I guess, on mounts and change them all to creature mounts so that you can move super fast. So right. you you're using it. Both you guys have unlocked it, right? Yep. What do you like it moving that faster? Is it really noticeable? Uh, I think it's noticeable. I only did it for a, uh, a couple minutes. It's noticeable. My only beef is I think at that top tier, it should be all but impossible to uh, knock you off your mount. You know what I mean? Uh, this, it, is, this is like a pet peeve of yours, isn't it? It's such a pet peeve of mine. I hate being knocked off my mount. If I'm just trying to run through a place, especially a lobby planet or something, and I have the fat, I paid millions of credits to unlock this super fast speeder. How are they going to knock me off? Come on. Some little level 15 <laughs> mob. I'm level 70. Come on, bro. It's not happening. Oh, but, you know, level sync. I know. Screw right. level sync on that. That's the only thing I want to <laughs> do about that. Sync. Screw level sync show. on that. That's it right there. <laughs> anyway, so any other thoughts on the movement speed, uh, Mox, since you have it open? No, no, it's good. I, I actually have not tried it on an animal mount. I, I bought it uh, and like drove around. I was like, this doesn't seem much, but I wasn't near anybody at the time. So I was like, well, maybe it's a, you know, just a perspective thing. But now that I know that it wasn't working, uh, and I just found out today about the animal mount thing, uh, I'm glad there is something, and they're not just letting everybody spend their money for a month and not give them like have some way of accessing this thing they paid for. Um, so that's good. I, I'm glad that there's some some workaround. Yeah, I agree with that for sure. And so if you want to take full advantage, like I said, just unclick all your non-animal mounts. I have a ton of animal mounts, so. Um, and you can keep them on your randomizer and just roll with that for a month until they fix it in uh, 5.3. You did not need to know about your proclivities. And I have a lot of animal mounts, okay? just it, You guys are just going to have to deal with it. It's going to be fine. It's something you just fine. know about me now. <laughs> All right, guys. So we talked about uh, – we already talked about web, weapon tunings. Do you have anything else to say about that? Yeah, I'm good. They're there. That's good stuff. They're there. Yep. And season eight rewards. I am not a PvPer, but I know Mox certainly is. Do you do you do well, ranked I, too, right? I've done rank. I did rank to level. That's how I got to three hundred. Like, right. Because it was the at the time it was the most expeditious way to get CXP. Um I'm by no means a PvPer. I have not stepped into PvP since they upped everything else. Um, gotcha. so I have some some I'm sure I don't have nearly enough. I'm not not anywhere near the top in, in Merc, so I'm not like in any danger of winning any any of the big titles or anything. Oh, yeah. I was um, just going to ask but, you, you know, where are you going to rake in oh, your rank PvP rewards? Yeah, whatever the bottom rank is, I'm sure. Um, 
I honestly think that they need to get these things out before the season starts, though, like going forward. Like we should have known this before. Like it's kind of like being like starting the, the, you know, the year, the football year, not knowing if there's actually going to be a Super Bowl. (laughs) No, I'm with you, man. I've never understood why they do this backwards. I know they don't have it dialed in yet, but just when you get it dialed in, then start the next season so that, you know, there's going to be a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I'm not a huge PVP here, but didn't they originally, didn't they have the rewards first? No, partway through the the season, season? they were doing it. Like, it would be like halfway through, they would post it. But now it seems to be like well after the fact. I don't know. I don't quite get it. Because what happens if like they post these rewards and you're just like, oh my God, that is such a load of crap. And like you, like you're fighting for crap in essence. Right. Like I like your Super Bowl analogy. Is that they come out with rewards of like, nobody will PVP because, oh, that's stupid reward. I'm not going to play this season. (laughs) But it's... I, I I guess that we'd be worried about the the PVP people complaining about the rewards before the season and then unsubbing or something. I mean, yeah. that's probably it. But still, at least give them something. Say, hey, here's one of the top tier deals uh, that you can shoot for. Make sure that's really cool. If the other stuff sucks, at least they have something to shoot for. You know? Yeah, at least right. give, show the top reward. Exactly. Like you said, you don't have to show every little thing you're going to get, but maybe right. – you know, a couple things or something like that. So yeah, maybe you don't have the title uh, nailed down yet or whatever, but you, there's always a mount at the top. Show the damn mount and give right. somebody something to shoot for, you know? And I think the rewards need to be as cool as that first weapon set where the flames weapons that just had... The, I still can see... Yeah, that was cool. With those. those are epic weapons, and I think they need to have stuff cool like that because that's what PvPers like to do is kind of show off the sh- stuff like that. Exactly, and not just reskins and stuff, you know? Right, right. All right, so there's some roadmap stuff that came out. Um, and, you know, since they posted that roadmap uh, post, I feel like that's redundant, but whatever. Uh, you know, people have been – it's an ongoing thread, and they've started responding to some of them. Of course, the old PvE Starfighter thing popped up again. Uh, I remember – oh, man, this is how long I've been in this community. I actually went to that, P- uh, that Starfighter event in San Francisco. Um, we got to play it first, and it was really cool. Uh but Starfighter's kind of gone by the wayside. They've made some changes in the, in the latest patch. But uh, what do you guys think? Are they ever going to do this PVE Starfighter thing? PVE? Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think they'll they'll do that. Uh, I think you're going to have the one on the rails. I doubt that they would ever have the free flying um, PVE uh, event. Yeah, and I, th- I think so cool. I would be, it and would I think cool. the main would thing would be, cool. be like they're just like missions, and and we'll talk about Battlefront two later, but uh, like you know, free flying missions or something you can do in Starfighter because not everybody who is into you know wants to actually do the PvP part of it. You know what I mean? I like Galactic Starfighter, but I don't always want a PvP. So this would be a nice, cool, happy medium. Give a couple of missions uh, here and there with different patches would be kind of neat. But how cool would it be if they had like a four man ship? And like you have the the tank has to drive, the like DPS get get in gun slots, and the healer has to run around repairing the ship. Oh, I love that yeah. idea, oh, and that's some, that's something we tossed around uh, long ago too with this before Starfighter came out, and that would be and that would be some way to bridge the gap between that and like ops or flashpoints. Like it could be a flashpoint, you know, a PV uh, a Galactic Starfighter flashpoint where you get a group of four right. and and you go in, and then at the end you gotta you know jump out of the ship and do something. I mean, I just think that'd be badass. See, I think you guys are. I I don't want to ran the parade. Oh, are you going to create a new game? Aren't we? Are you are you well, going to put us down? I'm not doing that, but I'm just thinking of. Uh, do you guys know what it's like to have a flashpoint pug? 
Can you yeah, imagine? Yeah, but what if they're just like? on a gunner. Yeah. Oh, they're just a gunner. They're just a DPS. It'll be fine. <laughs> It'll be fine, right? Fine here. I don't know. You know. And Kidley's right in chat. Star Wars Galaxies had had that, yeah. from what I understand. But I didn't play uh, Galaxies long enough to to get to that point. But I don't know. It's kind of pie in the sky. But I think we're onto something. And uh, since Bioware is not listening, I think we should make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I think the only thing is then EA's like, well, we have that. It's called Star Wars Battlefront Two. Come right. over here and play this. Come play this other game, right? Oh, speaking of Battlefront 2. Oh, well, we're going to talk about that later. Right, we'll talk about it later. All right. Yeah, that's we fine. Talk about, talk about her later? Uh, uh, well, little, yeah, what are we talking about? Little hint. That, that actress. Oh, my God. Oh, right? Yeah, no, we'll talk about that later for sure. For sure. Um, all right, so male dancer outfit. I just thought this was hilarious. So people – let me open this up. What was funny about this is somebody was asking about a male version of the dancer outfit, which isn't the first time this has come up. Uh but what do you guys think? Or re- removing the restriction of the female-only restriction. Um, I think it'd be hilarious, but what do you guys think? I'm okay having a male dancer outfit as long as it's not, like, a metal bikini. Right. Yeah, I don't... I don't. I think there should be, like, a male You want to make dancer? have some tight John yeah. Travolta-like pants or something? Yeah, okay. that'd be cool. I'm, I'm, I'm down with that, whatever. With, like, a but really low V? I do not v. want to see Theron <laughs> Sean in a metal bikini. Yeah. That's, Period. Yeah. Yeah, no, oh, I don't so. know. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> or I, I like the tight pants, maybe with a with a deep V, you know, with a big uh, collar. V. I think it'd be sick, dude. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I definitely can see maybe there's some room for improvement in the male dancer outfit area. I guess. Huh. <laughs> I like think in general that the it. the outfits have gone away from clothing type outfits. And are strictly like armor type outfits, and that's fine. But it would be nice to see things that are more like, like Jojan's armor, which are more clothing like, um, for both males and females in the game that are that aren't so bulky. Yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I don't like the restrictions on the outfits personally because if people want to do a thing, I don't mind them doing the thing. But I I there is a lot of armor out there, and having the RPers and that kind of thing being able to have you know more clothing options, I think is a good idea. If that's for me, I'm not here. Sounds yeah. good. Uh, all right, so <laughs> I thought this was pretty funny too. Keith realized he gets PMs on the forums. Know, you guys see this? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I'm the producer of the game." He's like, "Wait, I have another inbox." I just thought that was yeah, freaking hilarious. Yeah, the one on the forums, funny. right? <laughs> the one where everybody PMs, every, you know, Eric all the time. You know, uh, so he says he'll catch up, but. If he hasn't realized it by now, he's probably got hundreds of them he's got to deal with. So oh, you think hundreds? I don't think. Yeah, there was a click delete on a lot of those. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> All right, and we're getting to the end here, Swotor. But uh, master mode operation gear drops. Did we talk about that already? Yeah, we talked yeah. about it. We did. Okay, cool. And uh, this was the big one. I'm going to kind of throw it over at you guys and let Mox rant a little bit, probably. But uh, there's a big long post that I just, um, be honest with you, I read the TLDR on that. Um, how class balance happens. Uh, I, we don't cover too much class balance or class changes on this show, but I love when people are on that can talk about this stuff. And we don't have to rant for too long, but uh, I thought this post was cool. And then we had round two of class changes coming up, which is Arsenal Merc and Gunnery Commando. So any thoughts on those two posts, posts guys? Um, well, first of all, the... No. Oh, go ahead, JT. Uh, the first one uh, about where they kind of gave kind of an open the door to like how class balance happens. I thought that post was awesome, kind of showing the percentage of what 
classes in spec are above the DPS target area or below the DPS target area. I thought that was a really good article. And I, I like that they're being a little more transparent with a lot of that stuff and how those things work in the game. So uh, kudos to Keith and everybody uh, over there right now that is doing more of that stuff. Yeah, the transparency is is way, way better than it's ever been. And I'm hoping that people who've been asking for transparency for this long are finally like, oh, so this is what it looks like and not like we need more because this is a lot. I think it's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, this is nice. All right, rant away, Mox. Um, well, okay, so Mercs came out today, like the changes they're making to Mercs. I actually have no issues with what they did. JT's actually the one that, that has issues with yeah. what they do. Yeah. I have Ooh. issues with the reactions to it. Right. So, JT, go ahead. You, you say what you want to about the, the Merc changes. Well, a lot of the Merc changes, and there are a couple that I completely agree. Like, they're lowering decoy, which is part of the thing for a defensive thing uh, for Mercs. They're lowering it down from five charges to two charges. That's a good thing. Um, they're raising some of the heat uh, element in it. So, Mercs, Arsenal Mercs, and Gunnery Commandos now have to balance their heat issues a little bit better. So, they just can't go all ham out and uh, blazing dps without having any consequences for that yeah i think the, somebody posted on the forums said that said that they hit their um heat vent uh less than they opened packs with platinum items on the cartel <laughs> uh that was me not me no <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> uh, actually the the only thing i have an issue with is the whole the overall most of the changes were just lowering the dps um going through a lot of the um, DPS uh, posts and form like there's a one that shows like what I would be the best in slot gear and actually this is a whole big post it's done a bunch of people that know a lot more math than me that have figured out all this stuff and what people are actually uh, getting on some of the different advanced specs and stuff and actually Arsenal and Gunnery Commandos were not like the top in everything I think they were actually DPS wise in a good place I think a lot of it's the survivability that it, where a lot of people, especially in PvP, is they see a Merc standing there and three people are having trouble DPSing him down because they have so much survivability and they've got those three extra kind of like, uh-oh, I need help and stuff and re basically heal the fool again. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a Merc and I, I've never played in PvE and stuff, or PvP, uh, but yeah, the uh, from what I hear is the defensive cooldowns and how they're able to stand against yeah. a lot you know and see i worry that the fact is they're they're starting off by lowering mostly the dps and taking it down i think it was four to five hundred dps points um which is fine but i'm worried that they're going to do that first and then come back the defensive cooldowns later are still going to need to be addressed because everybody's going to say well the merc is still standing there on the point i can't kill him yet blah 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 and so it's like <laughs> well now we're going to take away dps and they're going to take away survivability later and so then it's going to be like, well, time to stop playing Merc again, like I had to do early on. So I don't know. I just I, I hope that it doesn't come back and nerf a lot later. But I feel I feel like the Merc, the hate, the Merc hate, like you put this hashtag in there, which I love. Uh, I think that the um, the Merc hate has stuck around longer than any of the other hatred towards. I mean, Bubble Sorks and um, you know heal to heal to full and all the stuff that's been around. Smash Oh, that's good. Yeah, I forgot about Smash Monkeys. You're right. Yeah, that one was probably one of the longest running ones for sure. Yeah, that was definitely longer. But that was probably a longer time between class balancing than than we've had since the last class balancing. A good point. Yeah. And now, so that's probably why. 
But here's my issue, okay? And having been in, in ranked at the initial at 5.0 and kind of seeing the evolution over the first couple months of it, uh, it didn't take people that long to figure out how to kill mercs. Um, you pay attention. If you're if you're a, a good player and are paying attention to what you're DPSing, you're going to see that their shield is up, so you stop DPSing. Um, so if you don't damage them, they're not going to heal. And granted, the I understand that that the one heal the what's the the Colto override is that yep. KT? that one's in you know instant, but it only heals you to seventy five percent. Doesn't heal you full. Um, and that's only so that's only really one that you can't. That can that you can't prevent all the others. If you stop DPSing a merc, or if you AOE them, you kill them. So yep. all this hate about oh my god, mercs are so hard to kill. Oh my god, mercs have three lives. That lasted about two weeks. After that two weeks, everybody figured out the workaround for it, and and the good PVPers and the ones that, that have their eyes open when they're playing and aren't watching a movie are fine, and they 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 deal with it. So yeah. all this complaining and bitching and moaning about how bad, you know, and how overpowered mercs are, if you lower their defensive cooldowns any more than they are, they're going to be back to how they were before 5.0. They're going to be nothing but glass cannons, and and nobody's going to want to play them. Yeah, and, and with the changes that they're doing with just DPS, because everybody's like, well, because what Mark said and alluded to, if you have just one merc, that's how you take care of them. But when you have, like, two or three even with two or three and lower their DPS, their survivability is still going to be like it is now. And there's still everybody's going, see, look in this war zone, we had three mercs, we couldn't do anything with them. <laughs> so that's why I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be, I, I don't know. I'd have to see it. I mean. Well, I mean, are they taking feedback on this stuff right now? Or are they just saying that the, this is going to happen? They're, they're, I know sure they everything said. Everything always is taken with it, with it. But here's the thing. This round of, of changes from what I've seen is focused around DPS. It is not yep. focused around utilities. So they, they they are making some minor utility changes, but they're not doing a gr- an overhaul of them. So what you're seeing is them saying, okay, um, as far as strictly DPS numbers, this is where they fall and this is where we want them to be. So they're getting a slight nerf or they're getting a slight bump or whatever it's going to be. So we'll see what happens. It seems to me from what I've read, um, this is going to put the mercs DPS wise in line with the marksman snipers. Uh, at least Arsenal Mercs. And that seems to make sense to me. Like, as far as they're both ranged DPS, they're both considered to be bursty, so they both should probably be performing at roughly the same point. It would have been nicer to see them bring the Marksmen up to the Mercs as opposed right. to bringing the Mercs down, but this is what they chose to do. So until they announce everything and kind of get to, to compare how everything falls and see, did it fall in line with that that kind of... Um, things should be plus 5%, plus 2.5%, minus 5%, whatever, you know, whatever that number is. We won't really know until it's all done. All right, cool. All right, the well, devs aren't out there to ruin the game. Keep that in mind. They're, they're out there to make it more fun for us to play. It may not be what we want, but this is what the direction they think it should go. And all in all, they've, they've done a good job as far as when they've made changes, I think. Right. And well, I they agree. they have all the things. I mean, they're looking at all the numbers. They're looking, you know what I mean? Like they take our feedback into it. But I mean, if they're making the changes, they must see that that is something that probably needs to happen. Right. Right. Up. Yeah. And I think Mox said it right. I think you, until you see everything, that's the way so you kind of have to wait and see. Exactly. Hey, guys. So do uh, anything else to say about that? Nope. Stop hating on Mercs. Yeah. <laughs> stop the hate. Will, stop <laughs> hating on Mercs. Damn it. Damn it, Will. We're blaming you still. Anyway, uh, so I think we should give out a prize. I think 
we might still have one loyal listener still in the chat room there. <laughs> so I think I'm just going to give it to him if Devin's still there. Uh, I got a code for 450 cartel coins. I'm just going to give it up to yeah, him. Put it in chat. See who grabs it. Yeah, it's going. It's happening. Yeah. Now we see all the lurkers come in. I know, right? All of a sudden, there's like 15 people in the chat. Right. All right. So uh, before we get to our Star Wars section, uh, yeah, make sure you grab that, Devin. Yeah, grab it, buddy. <laughs> before Kid Lee gets it, if he's still there. Uh, I think he's mad about our audio, honestly, but I'm Devin seems to be fine. I don't know. Anyway, so let's get before, before we get to Star Wars, sometimes we do a podcast corner and I, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I know Mox has been working on his, uh, podcast resolution. How's that going, sir? Uh, it's going okay. You know, uh, this stems back from the, the new year. Uh, our friends over at, um, out here, Chuck and Brian. Bad feeling. Their podcast. Bad feeling. Yeah, uh, they asked us in the community uh, for our pod, our resolutions. Like, what what's our New Year's resolution? And mine was to try to listen to um, a new podcast each week. I'm a little behind, uh, maybe about three weeks behind. But all in all, I've tried to have a kind of broad spectrum of stuff. I've listened to stuff having to do with Swotor. I've listened to stuff having to do with um, with uh, like just tabletop gaming, a little bit of politics. Um, some serial killer stuff, which which uh, Will probably would love. Uh, some wrestling stuff. So all kinds of different things uh, that I've listened to, and it uh, you know it's been fun. Yeah, cool. I usually get caught up in my standard stuff. Uh, I don't branch out a new podcast too often because I'm bogged down with the fifty something that I listen to right now. Um, I listen to a lot of D and D stuff, a lot of Sandspan stuff, but I just I really like different podcasts and I love podcasting. So I'm glad you're doing that, man. Um, and yeah, any new podcasts, uh, anything really cool recently you want to throw out there? Well, the one that I listened to that I think you would like is called The Great Beer Adventure. Oh, oh It's about craft beers and, and, and microbreweries and, and things of that nature. So uh, really neat um, the episode that I uh, had listened to of that. Um, the, uh, they had a guy on there named Steve Schmidt, and he joined the host there and talked about um, like a pod fest. They were at a pod fest in, in Orlando. And he talked about the craft brewery explosion, uh, all the different things that have been going on in there. So um, definitely was was neat to, you know, it's something I know nothing about. So it was interesting. Nice. I wrote that down. I'm excited. Uh, I like beer podcasts, too. I haven't listened to the one I the one I used to listen to. I don't listen to that much anymore. But so, yeah, so that's good. So uh, I'm, I'm up to about mid-May, like as far as dates are concerned. So I'm, like I said, I'm a, I'm a few weeks behind on it, but trying to keep up with it. Um, I've never been good at, at New Year's resolution. So uh, the fact that I've almost gotten through half a year and stuff like this is pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So let's get to Star Wars, man. We have a few things, and I think we're going to talk a little Battlefront and some other stuff. So let me play the bumper for that, if I can find it. One second. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. All right, so... Uh, I have a couple discussion topics in here I thought would, would be kind of interesting for you guys since I know you're kind of Star Wars fans, right? Uh, we have Joel Egerton, uh, who played Uncle Owen in the prequels, wants to reprise his, reprise his role. Uh, and this is one of those non-stories that I like to talk about sometimes because it sparks other things. And he's like, oh, well, you could fit me in somewhere, right? But 
What do you guys think of this? And um, would it even make sense? Um, um, is it going to be dead? Uncle Owen's like open fire pit barbecue? <laughs> nice. I'm yeah. guessing. I'm Force guessing goes. he's. I'm guessing this is before he dies. But oh. uh, you know, that's that's just my guess. So, like, maybe he bumped into young Han Solo, perhaps, or a young, um, more likely young. Um, I think that's what he's getting at here. Well, let me read something here real quick. Uh, he says, I like the idea that Uncle Owen is one of those guys who has done some coop- super cool SHIT, right? But has never bragged about it. Uh, and this is what he told Business Insider because I guess he was doing an interview with them. And he said, my idea is that he could go out and have some adventure. And then he comes back and slips back into that unassuming moisture farmer role. Wait, moisture what? farmer role. Everyone talks about Obi-Wan being super cool. Owen secretly knows that he was there and he did some cool shit too. <laughs> What do you guys think? What? <laughs> um, I thought the whole point of Uncle Owen was he didn't do anything. He wasn't adventurous at all. That's why he was keeping Luke from doing it. But I don't know. That conversation. Okay, this is – if you look so, at his face uh, in A New Hope, where he gets real shifty when uh, Luke is talking. Like, is he like right. – you know, when he's talking about Vader, like, Old did ben, was yeah. he on adventures with him or something? You know what I mean? Like, or yeah, yeah, Kenobi, yeah. I mean? And talking about his father, I don't know. I think it's a bit of a stretch. I would like, you know, if I'm the director, sure, we've got a spot for you. And then when he gets on on set, you know, just put him like in the back. We need an extra right over here. Yeah, yeah. You stand here and yeah, (laughs) you bring me water. That's what I'm. I'm glad that went that way. I thought that was pretty funny. Moisture Uh, farmer, water. He's a moisture farmer, you know, and that's that's what he should be, right? Uh, And then he dies. Which we all know happens. Not really a sad. spoiler, but it is very sad. It's a good moment. It's a, say, a sad kid, moment. I didn't, didn't pick up on the the like the burning corpses there. Yeah, in, I didn't either. That scene. You know, uh, neither I did, did I. I. Did not pick up on until I was an adult. Yeah, I agree. It was just you. You. You kind of focused on Luke's reaction, and you see the fire. But I know when I was a kid, I didn't see the burning corpses either. And um, it's way more powerful as an adult. It's like, oh damn, they're hella dead, and they're <laughs> lay- and they're laying right there. <laughs> It also could be because I just have better TVs now than we had when we were kids, right? Yeah, it's probably that, too. <laughs> All right. So I don't know if you guys heard about this, but we talked about it last week or the week before. Uh, Mark Hamill uh, had some disagreement with uh, the director of The Last Jedi. And essentially what he said was he said, well, I disagree with everything, the direction you're taking, Luke, but I'm going to do my best to you know, fulfill your vision kind of thing. Did you guys hear about this? And then he didn't get a speaking part in that movie. Not until I saw this. So um, I didn't I had no idea they had a disagreement, but I thought that it was, you know, it's one of those things. It's like a story, not story. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and, because it sounds like he, it wasn't really an argument or a disagreement. It was more like a somebody heard that, that they just like that Luke didn't, you know, didn't agree with the direction. But then when he did, it, like it was like not a non-issue. Yeah, exactly. And so Hamill basically said he fundamentally disagreed with everything he decided about Luke. Um, and then he said, well, uh, obviously he's an amazing filmmaker. Um, if you look at what he's done and he says, uh, and it took me a while to get around to his way of thinking, but it's been a great experience. So it's one of those non stories that is interesting because, well, yeah, but fake news and also not because when you're an actor, especially someone who's been around and playing a character for this long, you know, you sit there and you're like, well, this is what I see for Luke Skywalker. And then yeah, when Ryan, jo- ownership of Luke, doesn't yeah. yeah. And then Ryan Johnson comes along and says, actually, we're going to do this, 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 and this. And he's like, wait, what? 
but obviously it's going to work out and it's going to be fine. But um, and Hamill so obviously a works with people. Outfit for Luke in episode eight. Oh yeah, definitely. God, I hope so. All right, so. <laughs> Let's get to some Han Solo stuff. And the only reason I put this in here, and you'll see the stupidity of Wait, the post. You're skipping something. Oh, what did I skip? Where your commas are. <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm putting more commas. Yep. So I have to click out of that in order for that not to happen. Let's talk about books. Inferno yeah. Squad. What do you Woo-hoo. think? Um, I'm, I'm excited. excited. Yeah, I'm excited. It's coming out earlier. They said, originally said August. And it's coming out July 25th, which yeah. Inferno Squadron is the canon book that we'll be talking about uh the group that is in uh star wars battlefront 2 the story campaign yeah and we're going to talk more about battlefront here in just a second but i'm excited about this too uh i wasn't the biggest fan of the last series the catalyst series stuff um and i didn't read ahsoka and i'm behind on a couple others i'm almost through with thrawn uh but i'm excited about inferno squad um mostly because how badass battlefront 2 looks (laughs) Have you uh, read or listened to oh, Lost Stars? Wait. This just in. I haven't. I haven't. This just um, in. I definitely. I know, I know. Hold on, JT. Hold on. Okay. I I think you should before Inferno Squadron because it's kind of the the prequel to seeing things from it's it's basically a new hope from the Imperial side. Oh, nifty. Okay. No, I've so heard it's good. I just haven't read it's it yet. Worth worth listening to or reading before you get into Inferno Squad. All right, I will do that. Lost, Lost Stars okay. and then Inferno Squad. Got it. July 25th. So, go. Devin says the actress that is playing her will be reading it. No way. Version. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Pre-ordering it right now. That's what I'm Yeah, thinking. no, I'm going to do that when we're done. Sweet. July 25th. I have uh, I have time. I'll get through them all. Speaking cool. of which, can't you get that on, on Audible? Oh, yeah. I missed my moment. Uh, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast if you want. Any of the books we've talked about for free. Uh, we usually talk about this later, but I like having a nice moment to plug it in. Uh, you can get a free audiobook on us and we get 15 bucks, which is pretty cool. So definitely check that out. Audiblechild.com slash usual podcast. Inferno Squad. What's the other one? Lost Stars. Lost Star, Thrawn. Any of that. Yeah, totally. Any so any of those books are awesome. And if you want to dive back uh, to non-canon stuff, uh, there's a bunch of Old Republic stuff in there too, like Revan and... Uh, Oh, what was the other good one? The Bane trilogy, all that stuff's there. So definitely the check Theron it out. Theron stuff, right? Oh yeah, the Theron stuff is good too. So, all right. So out of books into films. Uh, <laughs> this is the stupidest post, but I love it. So the post I have as a marker for us to talk about the Han Solo film is Donald Glover's Lando mustache. Okay, uh, it looks like a mustache, which is great on Donald Glover, which I think is great. Uh, so you can check that out. But what do you guys think of the Han Solo film? Are you excited, not excited, or what? I'm excited. I can't wait to see what you do with the Lando mustache Twitter account that you're going to make. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's in the works. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm yeah. What do you think, JT? I'm curious where they will pick up the Han Solo movie. Um, will it be part of him still be when he's in the Imperial Navy, or it'll be after that point? Secretly, well, I hope it starts there. Like we don't know that. That was like, um, no, he was expanded in, in universe, right? Yeah, but that's also indicated by the pants he's wearing in A New Hope, right? And yeah. Oh, so, it? yeah, so the pants he's wearing in A New Hope are Imperial Navy pants. So we have to assume like that that's pants? canon. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as I know. Oh, interesting. So I'm hoping that they stay with that and start there 
and then talk about, you know, how he became a smuggler, met Chewie, got the Falcon, met Lando. Like, that's what I want to see. I've been oh, worried about too. this since the that's beginning. That's a lot of stuff to cover. It is. Um, and I've been worried when they announced this film, um, partially because what happens with Han Solo, obviously, in Episode 7. But uh, I've been worried about this film just because I don't want it. I don't want it to go the wrong direction because Han Solo right. is my favorite Star Wars character. So, you know, I look at it like this. The same way I worried about the origin story of Wolverine. And right. I, w- I was good to worry about it because they s- messed it up. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And so I I don't know. I, I'm i more excited about it now than I have been. But honestly, um, I still have my reservations a little bit. And I really, really, really hope they don't do a Boba Fett movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't want to see that. I, I feel like we've got enough of that. We already got an origin. Like, I just don't think we need a Boba Fett movie. I, I'm hoping they're actually, and there's a story somewhere. I don't know if I talked about last week or I forgot to put it in this week, but they're supposed to announce. Oh, no, it's later. Nope, I didn't put it in. They're supposed to announce uh, the next standalone movie at uh, D23. Yeah, I I would say it's either going to be the Kenobi movie or a Boba Fett. I'm kind of. I hope it's going to make Boba Fett. It's going to make money. I mean, I know, man, but I would rather see Kenobi. Did you read the Kenobi novel? That's not canon. If you read that, that oh, it's it's amazing. Don't get me wrong, but I think they'll eventually make both of those. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel, Mox, about the uh, uh, Boba Fett movie? Yeah, I'm not a big Boba Fett fan. Honestly, he's take him or leave my and um by pissing off millions of Star Wars fans, but. I'm not mad at you. I'm with you. I mean, I like Boba Fett, but like I said, I'd rather see Kenobi. I'd rather see it's a bunch of other things. Like Revan to me, you know, I'm over Revan. I'm over Boba Fett. Yeah, and I think Rev- I think it's a little late to do Revan at this point too. Um, and I think it's too late to, too late to do Revan Boba Fett. Pops up in the Last Jedi. Just saying. Oh, here we go. <laughs> we'll get to some Just Last Jedi speculation Revan. in a minute. <laughs> wow. I hope know. so. Uh, anyway, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see the Han Solo. I'm going to see the Han Solo movie no matter what, obviously. Uh, but I'd rather see a Kenobi. If you guys haven't read the Kenobi novel, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast, bust that out. It is, it's, it's something else. You get a whole perspective of the sand people on Tatooine. Um, you get a really cool, uh, look at what Obi-Wan Kenobi could have been while he was watching over Luke. So it's really badass. All right, Last Jedi, should we do this thing? Let's do it. <laughs> sure. So you ju- so JT, it was a JT? Yeah, yeah. you threw this yeah. in here last night, late last night. And I was like, what are we looking at? So I read <laughs> this morning. So is Snoke the Last Jedi? So this is one of those fan speculation deals, right? Right, yeah. It's pretty much, it's one of those, like, it's clickbait kind of thing. But right. I got reading it, and it was like, you know, what if Snoke was one of the uh, original, like, jedi or whatever and it split somewhere after him so in this article they're kind of alleging that snoke is like really 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 old um yeah i mean it's kind of a cool idea and maybe that's why luke wants to separate for me i was kind of like well maybe he has something to do with that ideal of it it's kind of i never thought of like snoke being associated with like that but you know maybe so maybe that's why luke wants to do it i don't know it's kind of interesting yeah, it's out there kind of like, I don't know, have you guys read the Afra, Dr. Afra comics yet? I haven't yet, no. No, not yet. Yeah, the the, theory, the story in there, and I guess that's canon now, right? Yeah. Yes, it is. Is way out there about the original Jedi. 
So be prepared. Like, you know, have your tinfoil hat on when you read because it's wackadoo. You know, I always have my tinfoil hat on. Exactly. He walks out of the house every day with it. Uh, so as far as Snoke goes, I think it's interesting. If he's the last Jedi, why does he refer to Luke as the last Jedi? In, in The Force Awakens. I rewatched it a bunch of times, um, at the end of the school year, and he says they're gonna get the map, they're gonna get the map to The Last Jedi. Uh, so if he's The Last Jedi. He, Snoke actually says The Last Jedi? Yeah, he says. He's there, he says The Last Jedi, as far as I know. Interesting. I've, I've watched it a bunch of times. He says. Well, because at the time, he actually is The Last Jedi. Right. Luke is The Last Jedi, right? Right. So Doesn't mean he will always be the last Jedi, but currently he is the last Jedi. That is a factual statement. Good point. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I like these theories are fun. Um, there's a bunch of Snoke stuff out there. Uh, do you guys have any speculation of who Snoke might actually be? I, I don't Snoke know. Snoke is Snoke. Snoke is Snoke. He's just some guy named Snoke, right? Yeah. I like that yeah. theory. I like I it. He's gonna maybe he's eat. Mace Windu. <laughs> I've heard that one. Actually. I like my favorite's the stormtrooper that hit his head because he's got the scar. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> ah, on Cloud City, uh, I love that one. Yeah, the stormtrooper that hits his head. I think in a new is a New Hope or or Empire. I can't remember. I think but it's Empire. The, yeah, the guy who hits his head on the ceiling and that's him. I like that one. Makes me laugh. <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, should we get to some gaming stuff? Sounds good. Sorry, I had to get rid of my commas again. I have to click out of it every time. Okay, so games. Uh, this VR thing. Have you guys seen this? This is weird, dude. It I don't. Looks terrible. It looks so bad. Like if we're gonna do VR, can we wait until it looks good? So right. the art- <laughs> the article I have in here is VR. There's a Star Wars VR experience that takes you to Vader's lava Vader's lava castle, and they've got this woman there, like with sort of like a, a wand connected to a Tie Fighter. There's lava around her. It looks like really bad, like CGI from like the early 90s or something you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly it's just it's really bad um like i don't understand what all the hype is for people like hook their phone up to like these goggles and do vr like that that i can't see how that can really other than visually like something being immersive um like how it could really be virtual reality no i agree and i just feel like my phone is too close to my face like if i I could do that i feel like you know um i don't know i'm not a big fan of vr yet I did do a really cool VR experience at Comic-Con, was it last year or the year before? Um, maybe it was last year. Uh, and that had to do with the PlayStation VR, which was really neat. But again, I just don't know if I need VR right now. You know what I mean? In, in its current state. Until they can do it like Ready Player One, then I'm, then I'm down. That's that's what I'm about. You know what I mean. And, and now I when, when that happens, this. I'm in. <laughs> I got to see oh. some of the um, the VR thing that was. I think it was Sony that did was doing with uh, Battlefront Two, and you're actually in the cockpit of an X-wing. Yeah, that came that out looked, a while ago, but I don't know good. what happened with that actually. Yeah, I haven't heard any more about it, but that looked kind of something that is immersive that was like a game that would require you to do a lot of looking around, like, and know where you are in comparison to everything else, which a flight like simulator game, I can see that. But Right. Um, let's talk about Battlefront 2 while we're already on that subject. Uh, so any thoughts? You saw the trailer? Thoughts after E3? Did you guys buy the first one? 
No. No, I didn't get the first one. I'm not a really first-person shooter guy, and when I found out they didn't really have a campaign in it, um, yeah, I definitely wasn't going to get it. Now, sometimes I'll just get it for the campaigns, because I think, you know, something like that is uh, pretty immersive. And Now, it looked, it looked promising, um, the first one, uh, but this one, by far, looks so much, so much better. Um, the quality of everything, the fact that um, my uh, my younger nephew, uh, not Zachary, that you guys know, but uh, the one younger him, he plays a lot of the older Battlefront, and the fact that you're now able to play all three arrows of uh, heroes and villains and things, I think he's excited about that. Uh, I think it is really neat, and the fact that they're throwing on a strong single-player campaign, uh, it's what the fans are wanting. Yeah, I, I agree, and going back to the chat really quick, Kidley said... Um, it was just one mission. It was kind of rushed as far as the VR for the first Battlefront, I guess. Um, but I agree with uh, what you're saying about. I played the first Battlefront at uh, San Diego Comic Con uh, before it came out, and it was fine. It was fun, but I just could not imagine buying it and playing it because it's just multiplayer. You know what I mean? Um, this one though, after the trailer, um, and having a standalone, uh, you know, a solo campaign. Uh, I might just buy it for the solo campaign and every once in a while jump in for, you know, for some fun. I love that it's across all the eras. Um, it's, it looks, it looks amazing. And then seeing Ray on the battlefield was cool and Darth Maul, um, and Yoda. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be pretty cool. I, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to buy it or not, but it is what it is. Yes. Now you can talk about our mocks. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was watching her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um no that that actress the uh, voice actress she's she's smoking hot and uh she convinced me like to buy it i actually she tuned into that demo and i saw her she came out in her little dress and stuff i was like oh man she's adorable and she's talking about the game and she's playing it this is really really cool so right. i'm with i'm with it so yeah yeah she's pretty badass yeah that was cool um anything else on battlefront 2 guys uh, is that going to be PC available? I forget. Is that only console? Should be. Should be. It's it'll be because I don't do consoles. Yeah, it's it's going to be on PC too. Um, I, now, if they'd ever get it to where the whole Xbox anywhere we can and combine where you can play against people on PC and Xbox, that would be epic. I would love doing that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I hope uh, that happens. That'd be cool. Right. I definitely think it w- is going to be a pretty good game. Uh, I wish I was better at first person shooters because. Um, the fact that they're showing the Battle of Thebes there at E3 and uh, seeing it like the like atmospheric flight and plus all the other people on the ground fighting. I think it was like 21 versus 21 battle, which I thought that's pretty epic. So, Yeah, I like first person shooters. I just haven't played them in a while. I was a big Halo guy back in the day. I love my consoles. Uh, I'm pretty decent at them, but I have I've been... I have not done them in so long. I've been playing as another game for like five and a half years now. So that's happening. And then once you have kids, you don't get to play games as much as you used to. Excuse me. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So a cool segment I'm actually looking forward to before we get out of Star Wars this week. Um, I put in here for Star Wars tabletop gaming. Let's talk tabletop gaming. You guys, are, is it both of you that are playing this? Yeah, yeah. It's yep. uh, me, JT, uh, Jess, and Grog from the Guild. Uh, Grog is our, our GM, and we are playing uh, Star Wars Saga D20. And yeah, we're having a lot of fun. And you guys are putting that out in audio or video format? Uh, it's streamed, but we're mm-hmm. not like on camera yet. Really, yes. that might might be happening down there. Okay, okay. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I'm the GM for my D&D group, which uh, is sort of kind of breaking up for at least the summer. Uh, One of our players is moving to Colorado. And then, of course, Will, who's in the group, uh, is moved away for the summer. So we'll see how it shapes up uh, in the fall. But I love tabletop gaming. It's something I did when it was really like I went to a Catholic school as a kid. And oh, yes. and and we were playing D and D, and this is like middle school, and of course everybody thought it was literally devil worship, and I'm devil like, are you yeah. kidding me right now? So it was insane. So I stopped playing, and then I tried to pick it up again in college, but now I have a a, a decent group, you know, my wife, um, and some other buddies, some colleagues, and of course Will and and that kind of thing, and we have a great time, and we love it, but it's just one of those things where. We don't, I want to do an audio thing where I put out the audio eventually or do something since everybody's kind of away. Um, I'd like to be able to do something over the interwebs. Um, so maybe I'll have to talk to you guys about how you guys do that. But, um, I would, I'd love to do that. But, uh, Star Wars was one of the, it was either Star Wars or D and D. And I, since I knew D and D, I went with that. But, um, what do you, what do you think of the system? Uh, actually, I mean, for me, it's been, a long time since I've been back into tabletop gaming. So comparing the systems, I'm not a good one for that. Uh, Mox would probably be better on the comparison. But what we use the, are we on that Roll20? Roll20. Yeah. Right, I've heard of that. Website. And you can use that as like that Grog uses the map and stuff to stream for like everybody else that wants to pay attention instead of just the ones, the people that are, are participating. So that's kind of cool for yeah, for yeah, sure. The system's good. Um, I have played a previous, um, the West End games, um, Star Wars, which was a D6, which was a lot of fun. I played that years ago. Um, so the system's okay. It's, it's harkens very similar to playing D&D. You know, it's all about, you know, skill checks and dice rolls and all that stuff. Yeah, totally. Um, I'm playing a droid, which is a lot of fun. I've never played a non-organic, uh, you know, character before. Oh, that's a cool option. So, yeah, exactly. I want to do something different. And uh, Jess is our, our smuggler captain, and JT is our mysterious uh, ex-military guy. <laughs> that's so cool. So, yeah, they we're having a lot of fun. We've, we've had of a two... barn. What's that? I'm the uh, ex-military guy that can't hit the broadside of a barn. Right. <laughs> JT had some bad rolls last week. Epically bad. We yeah. had two sessions, and at the end of the last session... Um, I was at zero health and JT's at zero, zero health. health. Yeah, nice. That sounds about right. I tried to kill thanks, thanks lots to of JT people last missing week. Missing a point blank, not missing, but doing rolling slow damage on a point blank headshot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had we had a prisoner, and I was like, we didn't get any information out of him, so it's like we had nothing to do. We had like smuggler thing that we were going to have to do in like an hour or so, and so it's like, yep, okay, we don't have anywhere to put a trend ocean. I'm going to just shoot him in the back of the head. How I missed a point blank headshot? <laughs> no idea, but I did. You gotta love D anD D or tabletop gaming for that because if you can miss something that so obviously you shouldn't miss, that's just that's just beautiful. <laughs> well, right, he Garth. got the da- he got a damage roll. It just was like really low. It was and, nice, you know. So he just his he got the hit. It just so you hit, you just didn't kill. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. and, and unfortunately, it's Trandoshan, so it's like you know right. he like then turned and grappled JT, and like it just turned into this really comical long long (laughs) sounds awesome see archer says confirm jtx stormtrooper (laughs) that's awesome yes it is you weren't supposed to give away the story (laughs) so yeah we had a lot of fun with that so that is on um twitch.tv slash i think it's grumpy dwarf gaming is that right 
Yeah, we'll have to give you the link. Make sure we get that right. Yeah, yeah. Get the uh, link. Get the link in the show notes at some point because that I I've been meaning to check it out and haven't had a chance yet. You guys so that's need to cool. Tune in for Jess because she also she does an awesome accent. Oh, that's sweet. Um. Okay, guys. Anything else to say about that? I need better dice. I yeah, good. I'm glad you guys are doing that. That's I love some tabletop gaming. Uh, quick merchandise things. Luke Skywalker's original lightsaber is up for sale. Uh, so apparently that's going to go for a whole lot of money, which is, is as things do. Isn't that a spoiler? Uh, is it? I don't know. Right, Ray selling it. Does that kind of tell us? How oh, I, I think it? that's it, right? <laughs> She's like, I scavenged it. It's fine. Yes, totally scavenged it. It's fine. <laughs> and one last thing I want to put out there uh, before we get to some general pop culture news and talk about Wonder Woman a little bit. Uh, Parks news. We're going to get some Star Wars land details next month, it looks like, at D23, uh, which I'm really excited about. I've been going to Disneyland since, every year since I was four months old, um, multiple times a year when I lived in San Luis, and I love it. And I am a big Star Wars fan, obviously, and I can't wait for this to happen. Um, have you guys, uh, what do you guys think about this? Sounds I don't live near awesome. close to either one, so you know it's uh yeah whatever. Do you think yeah, you'll I'm try to you, do you think you'll try to go when it if it, when it if it opens or when it opens? Uh, possibly, um, you know, if, if I go down there again, yes, I would definitely make a point to go to you know if I was in Florida or California, I'd make a point to go there. So, you know, yeah, I show up. You guys will have to join me in my group or whatever because if you happen to be with somebody that's in a wheelchair, they get pushed that's in front right. of the line. Yeah, exactly. My, my uncle, my uncle, uh, is the same thing. And every time we, he's going with us in, next month when we go. So yeah, that, uh, they, it's funny because they're trying to work, they've worked around that a little bit at Disneyland. All yeah. the new rides, they make it so they're wheelchair accessible. So everybody has to sit in line, but the older rides, like the fantasy land stuff, you go right to the front. It's awesome. It is awesome. It's really nice when you have little kids that are impatient. It's like, okay, uncle, let's get it through there. And then we all just get to the front. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, I heard that that um, Disneyland's hurting right now, though, for ticket sales. Oh yeah, because ticket sales are down because they're so expensive now. They're well. Here's the problem, and this is my beef, uh, and why I've taken a second job, which is why we didn't record last night. I'm trying to save money for this damn trip that my mom planned, and I'm all excited about. We're gonna go, but for my family of four, I have two kids and me and my wife. Obviously, uh, it's just under a thousand dollars. For a two just day hop, two day hopper pass, yeah, just for the park. Wow, it's like it's like nine hundred and something dollars. Um, and every single year, and we've taken my kids every year. Uh, it, it goes up every single year. And if they would actually stop upping the ticket sales, and maybe even I mean, not that they would ever backtrack on them, but they wonder why their numbers are going down. They're just too expensive. It's too much. Yeah, that's my beef. Rant over. Totally agree, sir. <laughs> All right, I have to check on something super, super quick before we get to the last section. Uh, so give me 45 seconds, and I will be right back, boys, okay? <laughs> um, we had a few things that happened while you are gone. Oh, Bob cool. said he would sing. Kid Lee wanted us to do a sing-off, and we thought, mm, nah. Uh, we said uh, negative on the sing-off. What? But Mox did say if we reach 5,000 in donations for Extra Life, he would sing. So there's that. I am excited. So I'm excited now. 5,000. I know that's easy. That's 150% of our goal. We totally can do it, man. Now that's for the whole year, right? You're right. Yeah. Well, we heard it here first. So here we go. go. All right, guys. How are we doing on time? You guys okay for a little bit longer? Yeah. Yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're good. Cool. 
All right, let's get to the last section. I will play my awesome bumper. One second. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. All right, and as we do with uh, this last section, which is basically just a roundup of all pop culture news and stuff that we do on my, on our little show, uh, we're going to start with some sad news, uh, and that is the death of Adam West. Uh, he died at 88, uh, and he died this week, and it was uh, really sad. I have a little story to go along with that uh, in a minute here, but what, how did this, did this affect you guys, or Adam West fans, or what? Yeah. Oh, I'm a big Adam Westman. I mean, that was the first oh. Batman that I knew of. Um, he was, you know, I saw somebody refer to him as, I think it was Burt Ward, uh, in talking about him, refer to him as the Bright Knight. And I think <laughs> that, that, that is a good yeah, way to, definitely. to identify him. He was, uh, took the character to a lighter place and, um, was not afraid to, um, you know, have fun with it. Right. Yeah. That's what's, uh, actually for my streaming, uh, last weekend, Saturday, we kind of, I was going to do lounge music anyway, and I went ahead and kept it for Adam West and tried to get some of the campy 60s stuff. And I actually came across a couple songs he did, and you can find them on YouTube. It's pretty funny where he actually is in the whole Bruce Wayne Batman uh, character, and he's singing these songs. So it's a, it was hilarious. I, and like Mock said, he kind of took it to a lighter place. I mean, he's definitely campy and stuff, but when I think about it when I was a kid, I didn't notice that he was like, destroyed batman i just thought i always always enjoyed waiting to see it man yeah and and that's my thing too uh bright night i think fits perfectly um my whole thing with uh with the 1966 batman was or you know for me it was you know as a lot of geeks and and nerds back back then uh when i was a kid uh you know obviously you know i've been bullied and and that kind of stuff and every day me and my buddy um after a day of the, in the trenches you know between you know basically fourth and fifth grade um coming home after school that was what we watched and there was something about uh, and and you're right it was campy but we didn't get it you know but we loved it it was that was batman and um it hit me harder than i thought it would when he died and mostly too because i listened to hollywood babylon and um Ralph Garman who is uh and Kevin Smith who do that show Ralph Garman was actually uh spearheaded with his daughter uh getting him uh, um a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Yeah. Um awesome. and and the fact that there were people putting, you know, roses on on his Hollywood on his star which was great um and stuff like that. I mean, there was there it, it hit me harder than I thought it would, and it makes me sad thinking about it. But I mean, '88, all the things he did, all his voiceover, and what he brought to Batman. I'm just, uh, I'm really thankful that he existed and that and that show existed at the time that I needed it. You know what I mean? Right. And you know, the the Dark Knight couldn't have existed on TV in the '60s. I mean, people just have to understand that it just right. was a different era, um, different censoring and 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 such in there that that just things were different and for you know for having a superhero show you know it was it was not much different than than how superman was back exactly then. exactly and it opened up to more people being the fact it was it, it being able to be shown to more households and stuff like that it opened up the whole uh hero of batman to more people exactly and you know that's indication and every it was an hour block every day coming home after after school and, and being able to watch batman for an hour was just really really 
a big part of my my childhood, which was really cool. Uh, so one of the things to add to this is yesterday um, in Los Angeles, they put a bat signal up as a tribute to Adam West, which I have a link in the show notes for. Um, it, I thought that was just really freaking badass. Yeah, that was cool. That is cool. Yeah, and somebody tweeted that, you know, that they failed for not putting it up in the sky. I'm like, well, what are the odds that it was a cloudy day in Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, come on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I think the building was a good, uh, um, a good bet there. Uh, and so if you want to hear, um, Adam West, uh, Adam West, if you want to hear, um, it was episode 281 of Hollywood Babylon where Ralph Garman talks about his friend, um, Adam West. Uh, it is, it's a tough listen because you can tell in his voice and how hard it is for him to get through the segment, but it's definitely worth checking out. I think you can find just that clip on YouTube too, but I have the link to the whole episode on there. If you haven't listened to Hollywood Babylon, it's great. So, um, it's usually funny, but they always do a part where they talk about, uh, celebrities who died and sometimes it hits them harder, uh, you know, harder depending on who they are. Cause they're both yeah. have contact with celebrities. So anyway, anything else to say about Adam West guys? Nope. Nope. All righty. So let's get into our real review section, which is basically just TV and movie news. Uh, a couple quick things. Um, do you guys watch game of Thrones? I put this in here for Love that. Love it. Can't wait I for know. it. Right? Actually, no, I haven't even started oh, it. Yet. I've my been reading God. it. I want to get into it. Uh, but actually, it doesn't fit in my Amazon Prime. It costs more money, man. I'm cheap. I know. I know. It's expensive. Uh, we, I, I might be able to help you out with that, but we have Game of, Game of Thrones episode, uh, season seven. Uh, they're, they're going to have longer episodes. So they were only going to have, I think, what, six or seven episodes yeah. in this next season. So damn um, well better be longer. Right. <laughs> right. So since they're having uh, fewer episodes, they're going to have longer episodes. So I think we're going to get just about the same amount of time Does with that the series. Does sense to you? Like, why, why no. do it that way? Why do it? Yeah, that yeah. seems weird. I, I don't get it, honestly. I think after the fact, they're like, well, we have more story to tell. And they're like, well, let's just make the episodes longer. So why not just put a couple extra... Uh, uh, a couple extra episodes. Like, I don't quite understand why they went this route, but I don't you know. know if I want two hour long Game of Thrones. I, I kind of, I, I want to say I don't, but I secretly do. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Cause then it's like a Game of Thrones movie every week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so definitely JT, you got to watch it. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, I definitely want to. I mean, I've read all the books, uh, but now that we're out of books, uh, the, the series is quite phenomenal. Uh, so definitely check that out. And what do you guys think? Did you guys play Castlevania back in the day? Yes, I did. Back in the no, day. No, I was never a Castlevania fan. Okay, I only put this in here just to see what you guys thought. But Netflix, they're going to do a Castlevania anime series. Um, and that's going to premiere at Rooster Teeth Animation Festival. Uh, and I was just curious to see, are you in any way interested in a uh, Castlevania animation series? Animated, anime series? Well, I mean... I guess it depends on the style of animation and what they're going with. If they stay true to like the style of the Castlevania game, yeah, maybe I check it out. But just for nostalgic purposes, I don't know that I would be like, "Ooh, Castlevania, I must see, must see." Right? Yeah, I'm kind of torn. I like anime, just you know, but um, but Castlevania is cool. I I, I I'd be interested to see it. Um, and actually, Kid Lee, to go back to Adam West thing, uh, I didn't put that link in the show notes, but. Adam West did complete his last, uh, Batman film. Um, it was animated, uh, animated series or animated film from what I understand. So that should be coming out in a bit too. So that's good. Nice. Uh, do you guys watch Doctor Who? 
I am a Doctor Who fan, yeah. Yeah, I watched some Ooh, of the Doctor. Nifty. What do you guys think of this fact that we're not getting a female Doctor this time? And they've already cast a new Doctor, from what I understand. But the showrunner is talking about, and I don't, I think it's kind of a weak defense as far as the, uh, why they're not doing a female Doctor. But do you think it's more of just like, we've never done it, so we're not going to do it? Or does it have to do with the climate of like the Wonder Woman's and stuff out there right now? I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't know. Personally, I, I think if you have an established character, I'm not saying it can never be a female one or should or should not be. I just think that, you know, it should be up to them to pick the best person to be the next doctor. It shouldn't matter either way. I mean, if you got an established character, you know, maybe you want to keep it that way. I mean, it should be the prerogative of the creative people. I think too many times everybody wants to control the creativity, even though we say we're expanding the creativity of it. We're actually limiting it because, oh, wait you need to have such and such fill in the blank gender to fill this void because everybody else is doing this gender or whatever. Well, you know, I understand that need to maybe open it up and I'm fine with it if they pick somebody of quality to do it that way. But I don't think there should be a requirement. No, I'm with you. And there's always, and we're at that time of uh, humanity, I guess, where we have to include everybody. And I get that. And I'm going to have, excuse me, something to say about that when it comes to Black Panther, of course. But um, I don't think Doctor Who should be required to have a female doctor. I would like to see a female doctor, honestly. But at the same time, if they're not going to cast it, I'm not going to be like, well, I'm done with Doctor Who. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, I think that they, like sometimes political correctness, uh, you know, equality goes a step too far. Um, I've never read it, but like I saw those Spider Gwen comics. I'm like, why? Why do you feel the need to do that? Why do you have to have Spider Girl just because you have Spider Man? Um, why not just make a new, unique female hero, uh, or or take an existing one like they did with Wonder Woman and do it well? Because that will freaking be awesome, and it was right. And they did that. They actually brought Silk in, and that was an amazing character. It was an original. It's one of their like newest original characters they've done in a while. Yeah, so, I'm with you yeah. guys. No, no need to to force it. Like, why is Captain Marvel a woman all of a sudden? I don't get that. Like at all. <laughs> all right. So yeah, no, I'm with you guys. Uh, I think, I think, I think we'll see how this goes. Um, I it took me a while to warm up to the the Doctor that's been around, actually longer than a lot of the other Doctors have been around. Um, but I, I like him. Um, and I like the new companion and I'm, I'm eager to see who the next doctor is going to be. I know he's done, uh, Peter Capaldi's done. Um, so he said, basically he's not going to continue with the series because he wanted to make sure he gives his best work and he's been at it for a while. So, uh, we'll see who the next doctor is. Gotcha. I, I'm all for a Rose doctor personally, but that's just, oh, I love that actress. Me too. Right. Oh my God. I love that girl. Okay. So John Wick, I don't know. I've never saw the movies. Uh, I couldn't get past the first yeah. scene of the first movie where the <laughs> dogs get. Yeah, I haven't watched either. All right, either. I'm gonna I'm gonna gloss over this then because Will loves John Wick, and I only put this in here just to see if you guys watch it. Will's a um, horrible man. I know, right? Yeah. He he was just watching John Wick too. He's like, oh my god, this is amazing. I was like, I haven't watched any of them, but I guess it's getting his own TV show, and uh, Keanu Reeves uh, might guest star in it. Cool, if you like that kind of he thing. Needs work. He needs work. It's right? gonna fail. Yeah, you think? <laughs> I mean, look what they did with uh, with uh, God. What, the, what was that other one that Keanu Reeves played? The Constant Constantine. Like that oh, failed. right. Yeah, I that wasn't too bad. But I, I just the thing is, I like Keanu Reeves. I, I, you know, I just like him as a as a human being. And the Matrix was something special, you know. So exactly. uh, I, I love that guy. 
Kaylee right, so- <laughs> says Chris Hemsworth wants to play Lady Thor. Oh, that'd be great. Doesn't yeah, he already? Do that. <laughs> Doesn't he already? Nice. <laughs> All right. So Guillermo del Toro, uh, who did the first two Hellboy films, uh, finally, after all the Hellboy drama, gives his blessing to the uh, Hellboy film reboot. Obviously, it's out of a his reboot? hands one way or the other. I don't know if you guys heard about this, and I threw it in there for that, but they're doing a Hellboy reboot, and it's not going to be with Guillermo del Toro uh, uh, spearheading it. And in fact, they didn't even know it was happening. And the actor Did just flew out of my head. Permission or was it? No, no, like, no. It, they, well, the thing was, it was Guillermo del Toro and the actor's name just flew out of my head. Um, who played the first that Hellboy in those films? Uh, they weren't informed they were going to do a reboot and weren't asked to come back. But they were already trying to get a third movie going for quite a long time. So it was oh, kind of, okay. it was kind of a shady deal. Um, and there's been some back and forth with it, but at this point, they're just like, well, it's happening either way. What are we going to do about it? Yeah. I like Hellboy, but really a reboot. Come well, on. We're, we're rebooting everything now, boys, right? I mean, that's I know, just that's, what we do. That's all we do. <laughs> Everything's a reboot. Uh, Except all right. Marvel. Except for Marvel. And let's talk about the awesome. What? Uh, my commas. Wait, wait, wait. Gamma, 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 chameleon. Nice. Uh, let's talk about Black Panther, dude. Uh, I have watched this trailer over a dozen times. Oh, thanks, Kid Lee. Ron Perlman. That was it. Yep. He was the guy who played uh, Hellboy. Uh, let's talk about Black Panther because I think this is super important. Um, what do you guys think of the trailer? Let's just start with that. Oh, it's totally badass. I love it. it it's awesome. I, I really like how they're um, going right into the vault of Marvel about Wakanda and uh, the whole Black Panther legend, and they're putting it on film. I think it's about time. Um, I love it. I think it was great. And Andy Zirka's laugh, holy cow. I know, right? I just died. I had to just watch that like three or four times. Yeah, no, I'm, yeah I'm excited about this film. Uh, I Black Panther was one of my favorite um Mo, uh, favorite characters in Civil War, uh, the way he moved, the way he landed, the way he spoke, um, the obviously deep, uh, you know, love for his father, all that stuff just kind of hit me. Um, and as a, as a, as a, as a black geek, uh, for me, Black Panther is, uh, pretty much what I need to see on screen. I, I dare to say it's my Wonder Woman. Uh, I cannot wait. I watch this trailer so many times, um, mostly because that's just what I want to see on screen. So I'm with Devin in the chat. I cried in the beginning uh, with the combination of the music and how badass everything looked. Um, and you know there's this awesome history that I don't know enough about because I, I didn't dive into the uh, comics and stuff. I just I just absolutely cannot wait for this. Oh, yeah. Kidley uh, was Frodo interrogating Gollum. You caught that right. Oh yeah, that was nice. that was epic. I like that. That is good. I just thought about that. <laughs> nice, but uh, yeah, I think everything they've done so far with Black Panther, like you said in Civil War, um, I was skeptical uh, how they were going to bring uh, Black Panther into this already uh, well-established now Marvel universe, and if they're going to do it justice. And I, because like some of the changes, the costume, I was like, uh, this is going to look stupid. And the way they've done it is just he makes him look badass. I mean, seriously, and that's what Black Panther always was, and I'm I'm excited for the movie. Yeah, I think Marvel's doing a good job with new stuff. I think they're beating some dead horses with some older stuff, though. Like, um, you know, the Logan movie. I had zero interest in it. 
Did you see like, it though? Oh, no, yeah, I had no I interest. I, haven't it, seen like, it, uh, I saw the trailer and just like, oh my god, that looks terrible. Uh, it was good though. <laughs> that movie was good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I failed uh, my geek card because I haven't seen it yet, and I need to see it. Bad. You got to see I, that. I think they need to give the X Men a break. You know, give it a break and come well, back but to it. See, maybe. that's not Marvel Studios. Yeah, no, it's not. And and I agree that X Men. Uh, you know, I didn't even put it's the like Dark Phoenix news oh in God, here. Really? Um, I'm with you. But as far as the X-Men stuff goes, Logan is the best thing that's ever come out of that. It that is. is it's phenomenal. It's really yeah. good. Um, but back to, ba- ba- black? <laughs> back to Black Panther really quick. Um, it did uh, crack the top 10 of the most watched trailers did, yeah. in the first 24 hours. And part of it, I think, has to do with the music. Which was pretty sick. Um, the song itself I got on Spotify. It's fine, but the way they spliced it in with the trailer just—it's way more epic. Um, and there's a synopsis that I'm not going to read um, in case people don't want to have that right now. Um, but I have that link in the show notes as well. But I'm—I just can't wait for Black Panther. Um, uh, it's just—it's going to be one of those movies I know I'm going to see at least a few times in the theater uh, for sure. What is the date on that? 2018 i think right yeah i think it's next year at some point yeah spring uh gonna fall let me double check yeah is it it after thor thor's in november and then you got this new star wars one that comes out and i wasn't sure and then devin says february 18th he thinks so that makes about sense about that time because when post valentine's day that's good it's february february 16th 2018. Nice. And that is Avengers Infinity War is going to be May 4th. And before that, Thor Ragnarok is uh, November of this year. Yeah. Okay. So, Marshall, you need to do something really good for your wife. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And then uh, Black Panther time. Buddy, oh, she's going time. to that movie. She's going to love it. Uh, and then Spider-Man Homecoming is on July 7th of this year, which I can't wait yes. for as well. That looks so good. Yeah. That, that's an example of a, a it seems to be a good, good reboot of something. Actually, and that's a good way of doing a reboot. There, it's a new version of Spider-Man, and yet they're not going back to the origin because he's already in the Marvel Universe. Right. And I just love that they've already got that little bit from Civil War, and they're just going to go from there. And I love it. It's going to be great. Perfect. All right. Uh, should we talk? Let's talk about E3 real quick before we get into Wonder Woman and get, and get out of here. Uh, so E3, we had a couple things. We have a Bioware game called Anthem. Do we know anything about this game, guys? Apparently, um, everybody says it's going to be the greatest thing ever, even though we know nothing about it. To yeah. me, it just kind of looks like it kind of looks like Halo. <laughs> uh, Do you guys watch the Microsoft one? No. Okay, I didn't. No. Yeah, the Microsoft one showed a little bit more of actual gameplay and stuff. And to me, the the part I saw and Kid Lee's in the audience here, he could probably tell you more about it. Um, looked a lot kind of reminiscent of Destiny in the way of different roles and stuff like that. Um, I definitely think. Um, it's going to be a unique game. It's going to be a, definitely a shooter type of game. Um, I, it'll be interesting how they work everything. I love the world. The thing I, w- I thought was interesting, and it may just be a small thing, is uh, where you started off and you got like the outside world and they like going to start a mission. I thought, okay, here comes a loading screen. Then the one person just flew off and they were actually flying to wherever they were going to this area instead of like, okay, we're going to do a loading screen to the next area. So um, anything that can alleviate some of that and you're actually more in an open world kind of thing, I think is good. So. That's cool. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I like Bioware games and I know there'll be a rich story with it. So I'm intrigued to see, uh, what happens with it. Uh, really going back really quick to Black Panther, Devin pointed out it's Black History Month when it comes out, which I think that's, that's amazing. February. That is awesome. I didn't even put that together. So thanks for that. And then Kidley says Bioware's version of Destiny is what he's touting Anthem. So I never played Destiny. Did you play Destiny? Uh, no, I hadn't played that. I've watched a lot of people that have played it though. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm. The whole I jump never off thing with bios crack at Destiny. Yeah, because everybody yeah. jump off the tower. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, let's talk about Assassin's Creed really quick, dude. Uh, be- because that came out in- during E3 as well. They took a year off, and honestly, the reason I fell off the franchise, and I told you guys off off uh, before we started. Uh, recording that I'm a big Assassin's Creed fan, but I've never finished any of the games because I just kind of get caught up running around and killing people. Um, <laughs> and I, the stories are great. Um, and I love that they're all period pieces and stuff like that. Um, but I, I have most of them for Xbox. Um, I'd like to get them on PC and I think I'm going to pick up Origins because it's been a couple years and I haven't played in a while. And that's the one that there's a trailer for. And the, and the trailer for it is sick. It's set in Egypt and right. that is going to be again the Brotherhood, which I think it's going to be pretty cool. Um, so I'm, I'm stoked about it. The trailer looks sick. Um, I have not played it on my PC, so I'm, I'm used to having a controller in my hand, which I know I can get around and do anyway, but, um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you play, you don't play Assassin's Creed, no? No, I mean, but you can always get a controller for your PC, right? Right. right. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, totally. Uh, which I'll probably do if I get the game. Cause there's something about playing Assassin's Creed with a controller that makes more sense to me. Yeah. Um, I did like one of the things they showed off at E3 with that is, um, they kind of used a, trying to think of the game but they basically use an eagle that's with you to mark targets which is similar to like at the war games where they had a drone you could mark targets with so that was kind of neat so different elements had yeah cool yeah like um, the idea of assassin's creed just i've never played it i'm i'm a big you know i love assassins um i'm a writer and my right my writing centers on assassins um it's just something that i love and i've always loved um so you know, Assassin's Creed's always intrigued me. I love the gameplay, but like I said, um, I have been playing a different game for a while. So <laughs> I just come back to that one when I can game. So, uh, speaking of things I like, I do like pirates as well. And oh this, my God, this and, looks so epic. I know we were talking good. about this the other day in our, in our chat, going back and forth on Twitter. So skull and bones, what do you guys think? Ooh. I am so excited for this. I can't, I can't come soon enough for me. Right. It actually looks like uh, world of warships meets uh captain jack sparrow it's it, i mean that's what it looks like it looks pretty epic and the thing i like is that not only you try to beat the other enemy you actually have to go in there and get the loot and, and then get out of there so it's another aspect of that, that i think is pretty cool for that yeah um did you guys ever play sid meyer's pirates i did I yes like that I, game. this reminds me of that like but so much better yeah i i like the idea of it it looks beautiful and um i love the tactical part of it i think that looks cool um i think for me i would like to still have a character and be able to get out of the boat and do a thing um but that's just me but other than that it looks really cool yeah i hope there's a good story along with it like some something of a story yeah kid lee's actually proposed the other pirate game that was there sea of thieves and kind of going head-to-head against uh, Skull and Bones. Uh, sea of Thieves, and he can confirm this, I believe there's some stuff where you actually get out of the ship and do some other things, like board other ships and different things like that. So, 
Yeah, and I haven't played. I didn't play Assassin's Creed uh, Black Flag. Um, that's kind of what I imagine. That's kind of like the pirate game I would like is to, the tactical stuff, and then be able to get out and and cut people apart and stuff. That'd be fun. <laughs> I'm not evil or anything, but it's fine. Not at all. All right, no, not at all. <laughs> Just misunderstood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so anything else E3 wise, guys? Any other trailers or games you're excited about that came out of all those press conferences? I won't play it. Um just because I don't have a Nintendo Switch, but the one I thought was just the craziest mashup was Mario and the Rabbit Rabbits. They're going to have a game together, and that looked just... It looked like, uh, basically... You guys ever play XCOM? Yes. No. It's basically XCOM for kids. It's like, here, let's train kids how to play XCOM. Let's get them Mario and Rabbids together. And it looked hilarious. And the combo moves you could do, it looked so funny. Well, that sounds cool. I don't have a Switch, though. a current game, but back in the day, it was a turn-based strategy game where it was like, you know, humans against aliens. And it was so cool. Oh, man, I'm totally almost forgetting the one we talked about in our chat. Um, Turn-based. Let me think of it. Um, Battletech. That's it, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Um, They're bringing that game, and it looks like almost like we're almost bringing a tabletop version um, to a PC type of thing. I mean, some of the moves, you know, harkens you back to moves I read about in the Battletech books and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that one. I'll probably check that game out for sure. Yeah, I love turn-based stuff, and I was telling you guys this in chat. Um, I love, like, you know, Final Fantasy Tactics, early Final Fantasy. Um, that's the kind of turn-based stuff I like. Um, I played, um, what was the... Not StarCraft. There was a couple Warcraft. other ones. Warcraft uh, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I just, I love turn-based stuff. I like being able to take my time, figure out what I'm doing. Um, the real-time strategy, I'm not the biggest fan of. Um, but I love, like, uh, I don't know if you guys ever played Final Fantasy Tactics, but stuff like that is, like, some of my favorite stuff to play. Yeah, I agree. I like that stuff, too. So I'm excited to see some of those type of games coming back. Cool. Anything else for me, 3 Cool. So do you guys watch any of the CW stuff? Like uh, Legends of Tomorrow or Arrow? Or... I'm behind, but yes, I do. I have yeah, about I watch nine episodes of each on my DVR. Okay, cool. I won't spoil anything. Um, I just want to see if you guys watch it. I'm current on everything but Supergirl. Uh, my goal this summer is to catch up on Supergirl. Um, but Legends of Tomorrow, the only news I'm going to throw out there from Legends of Tomorrow is Amaya, who plays... Um... Oh, why did I just... Forget? Um, Who plays... From the Justice Association. Yeah, yeah, she plays. Uh, what the hell? Justice anyway, she's Society. yeah, she's yeah, yeah she, from the Justice Society. Um, she's got the spirit totem. Um, right. for, for some reason, her superhero Dixon? name flew out of my head. Uh, it's not. No, it's that's Vixen? her granddaughter, Dixon. Yeah. Um, no, it's Vixen. Yeah, it's Vixen. Yeah. Um, she's gonna be returning in season three, which is really cool. Um, Legends is my favorite one, which is why I put this in here. I just Wait, I love what? Legends. She's tomorrow. going away. Oh. I'm still season two noob on Netflix, so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, it's fine. Um, but I, I love those shows, and Legends is, is my wife and I is our favorite one. So uh, just do that in there. So let's talk about Wonder Woman, guys. Uh, we've it. all seen it. Yep, I have. So good. Yeah, it was. So, I, so good. <laughs> I was at work last night, and um, one of the regulars that comes in into the restaurant, uh, she was going for her fifth time to see the film. Uh, so that, that says something. Um, I only saw it once. I took the wife a couple days ago and, uh, I don't even know really 
where to go with it. It's 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 really good. And I'm a, I love Batman, but as far as the DC stuff goes, this is this is something else. I love it. Yeah, it's just like everybody who said you know that women can't direct comic book movies or we're against it or whatever. It proves them wrong. But on the other side of the coin, she's a, she, it proves she's just a good director. It doesn't matter if she's a guy or a girl. Right. She is a good director. She, she put out a quality product and people love it. Agreed. And I like in the beginning, I was just so happy to be watching it finally. Um, and some of those first shots, and there are going to be some spoilers in here, guys. Sorry. Um, the, some of those first shots on, on Themyscira where, uh, the, the Amazons are coming down to fight the Germans as they're invading or coming onto the beach. Um, some of those first shots had me tearing up. It was just so beautifully shot. Um, uh, the, I think the, the shot that really got me was, uh, when they did the shield thing for the first time and she jumped up and, and, um, she let loose with the three arrows and took the guys out. There was something about that with the music and everything else that just, oh man, it just got me. Um, yeah, I definitely thought the fight choreograph for that specific area for on the beach was excellent. Yeah, yeah it really Robin was. Robin Wright was amazing too. I mean, you know, Gal Gadot did a great job, but Robin Wright had a fantastic role and she um, she played it well. I love the fact that, that she showed her age a little bit. Like a lot of yeah. women... Like, don't do that. And she showed, you know, look, I'm going to play an older role, so I'm going to look older. And she did, and it was great. Agreed. Uh, so supporting cast, also phenomenal. Uh, homeboy, his name just flew out of my head. Um, Pine. Yeah, uh, Chris Pine. So good. Um, I just, the relationship that they built with them was really, really well done. Um, I, think, I think, go ahead. I think they picked a perfect Steve Trevor because... They tapped into something that Marvel had been owning the whole real estate on, and that was how they put comedy in there. And Chris Pine is a great actor to carry action sequence along, but also give you that little bit of comedy that I think is needed in some of these comic movies. Well, I think the humor was really important with this because most of the DC movies were just so... Uh, it's just so heavy brooding, and so brooding, dark brooding. and brooding and all that. Um, and I love the interactions between, uh, the two characters. And then when it came to the fish out of water kind of stuff where, uh, Wonder Woman is, you know, in a world where she doesn't really understand, but can, but she'll make it work. But some of the things that the, the sense of wonder on her face and stuff like that, um, she just did a really, really good job. Um, so that's something else I like, but the humor was, was really good. There's three things that 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 I want to bring up. Well, one thing I that I didn't like, and two things I did like. Um, uh, the discussion on the boat about marriage. Yeah. When they were saying, you know, uh, or sleeping together and getting married, and such and and she asked him, you know, well, you know, and he says, like, you know, people get married and you know live, you know, stay together happily ever after. And she says, is that does that work? And he, and he said, uh, honestly, no. Most of the time, it doesn't. Um, right it felt out of time because in the 1920s, you know, when this is supposedly happening, there was less than a 10% divorce rate. Yeah. That actually kind of struck me too, a little bit. I was thinking right. like, of course it doesn't work now, but were they talking to us or was that? And, exactly. and, and you're right. Yeah. It was at a time for sure. So that was that. Um, I like the fact that they did not feel the need to have a gratuitous sex scene. Yes. Like they, I'm they, so glad they, they didn't do that. They, yes. they, they built up to it. And, 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 you know, you know what happened, but they didn't feel the need to, to show it. And I, I appreciated that. 
Um, I don't know if that was just because it was a female director or if it was, you know, if a male director would have gone the same way. I, I tend to think that a male director would have wanted, wanted to show some of, uh, you know, gal with a little less clothes on. Yeah, I mean, and and she's gorgeous, man. And I was I was worried about that myself. I could feel it kind of happening, you know, leading up to it. And I'm like, are they going to do it? Are they going to have like where he takes a piece of clothing off of her or something like that? And I'm just glad they just kissed and cut away. And that that actually made me happy. Yep. Um, And then uh, the fact that that in the end, when and I'm not going to give away the ending here, but in the end, when when the stuff that happens happens. There is no miracle. Right. No, I like that. I like that they, yeah. To make it final. Yeah. And I think that led into, um, you know, why, you know, cause it's a frame. The story is a frame. Obviously it starts in the beginning. Um, and she kind of flashes back and, you know, I'm glad at the end, the reason that she looks so fondly on it is because, um, you know, and again, spoilers guys, sorry, um, is because he sacrificed himself at the end. Right. And, and she's, she's looking back on that in fondness. Right. And I think that makes the whole frame of the story work. I think. Well, and the picture that she holds dear was kind of the last, wouldn't you, wouldn't you guys kind of say the last happy moment during that time period? Because after that, everything goes to hell a little bit. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. And so I like that. Uh, there was something else Mox brought up. I was going to say, but I can't remember now. Uh, go ahead. You had one more thing. So it was a marriage is that. And then they, the fact that the final thing was, was final. Yeah. Right. Totally. Um, so something else I was going to say that I liked about the film, uh, the fight scenes were really well done as we talked about. Uh, I heard this on some, somewhere else and I was curious to see what you guys think. The end fight scene, the third act fight scene, um, where, you know, she's fighting Ares or whatever. Um, it's very much like some of the darker fight scenes we get in the other DC movies where there's a lot going on and there's things being thrown around. Um, it worked for me, but I'm just, you know, I honestly liked the in the light fight scenes much better. Uh, you right. know, on the island, in the, in the, in the village. One of my favorite moments is where they do the shield thing again. I keep coming back to this because it's just one of those moments of teamwork and, and all that stuff where she puts her little group together, but the shield moment where she pops up and then, and then, uh, you know, takes out that bell tower, uh, the sniper in the bell tower. I just thought that was awesome. Um, yeah. so what'd you guys think of yeah. the, the, the little twist and the, and the last act, I guess is what right. I'm saying. For me, I thought it actually worked being a darker because you're actually talking about gods fighting gods. So right. I thought that worked for me because it actually set it apart from being um, on the level of the other fighting scenes early on in the thing. It was actually her taking on Ares and be able to take what he's given her. And then, you know, he, you know, it's kind of toe to toe. So I thought it kind of worked. It definitely set it apart from everything. Yeah, it was definitely a tone shift, but I think I think it worked. I. I liked, <laughs> I was worried that, I, you know, maybe it's just my knowledge of Wonder Woman, but I was worried that the whole movie would be like, well, Aries never happens because you're insane. And that would have right. bummed me out. You know what I mean? I'm glad that that was actually a thing. Um, so there was one moment that I want to point out and see if, if your theater reacted the same way. Um, do you guys remember the moment where uh, Aries is showing her the story through the uh, lasso and 
when he gets defeated, there's that moment where he's kind of like huddling in the dark and he's like half naked and like you see his face for the first time right. again. Um, there was like a laugh out loud moment in my theater and maybe it was just the people I was with in my small town maybe, but I didn't laugh, but because I'd already seen the guy's face, but did you guys find that, did you guys find that that actor didn't match with the God element of Aries, I guess is what I'm asking. I think it was a defeated God at that point. Right. Oh yeah. I like that. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you. He definitely was, he was huddled, he was done. And now he had to figure out a way to claw his way back. I like that. Right. Yep. Now for me, I think, I don't know, Mox kind of picked out some of his, I, I, and again, this would be really nitpicky stuff because overall, I thought it was an excellent movie. I definitely think it's got to be one of the top DC movies right now. Um, the only thing I would have liked to have seen more stuff with her and her group with Chris Pine and some of those others, her kind of own little band there, a little more fighting in World War One as opposed to all this stuff on uh, Themyscira. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. Yeah, there was something about that that moment, um, especially with the No Man's Land stuff, where she steps out, which is one of the most badass moments. And we did oh, see in the trailer. No. We saw in the trailer, but the reaction of both sides when that happened, you know, the obviously the good guys are like, holy crap, she's taking on the fire. We can do this. And the other side's like, what the hell are we firing at? I know. You know, uh, it was. Working. Yeah, it's not. What is going on? We have all these machine guns. What's happening? Um, there was something about that that was that that moment, I think, is one of my favorite parts of the film um, where it shows w- her role and what she's supposed to be. Uh, I would exactly. have liked to I would have liked to see one more uh, battle, honestly. Right. Um, see, I've kind of compared it to um, the Captain America and you see he kind of does that same thing where he goes and rescues the soldiers. So it's like the one big moment that he has. But then again, as you try and transition, you see um you know, Captain America, Steve Rogers go around to all these factories. You don't get to see all the battles, but you get to see the effect on the enemy and stuff. Like I would have liked to seen a few more of those kind of that. She was doing this big impact on the war. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought it was the gala was a little interesting too at times. Um, but I think that was just the way the story was unfolding where she was, um, with the sword in her back and then the dance thing and stuff. And I, and I think that was kind of the fish out of water kind of stuff. Like I think Aries is this guy, so I'm going to try to kill him kind of thing. So, um, yeah, anyway. And then the only other thing that I have a problem with is I was there. I was waiting. It ended credits <laughs> and then nothing happened. Do you think they did that on purpose? Because I remember you telling me ahead of time and the wife and I left because you told me there was no end credit sequence. And I was like, cool. But because you have all the Marvel movies uh, and that's like their thing, do you think this was DC's way of saying of separating themselves from Marvel? Maybe, but have they done that in other movies though? That's what I was going to ask. I don't know if not the first one to do that though. No, they're not, but they're the ones who do it the most often. You know what I mean? And has the other DC movies do, uh, do the other DC movies have post credit sequences? I never looked into it before we recorded, but, uh, if they don't, then that's the way they do it. But if so, are they doing it on purpose? You know what I mean? That's, that's the question. I would have liked to seen like something show at her, show up at her office, like a picture, like she collects that stuff, the art wise and something to do with like, you know, Aquaman or something, the flash or something like that. Just one little snippet 
that lead you towards Justice League or something like that. I think a little tease like that is a good promotion. And actually going back a little bit farther in the chat, Kidley point out one of the funnier moments where uh, there's a couple of, there's a lot, there's two scenes where there's some sexual innuendo going on where uh, when when he gets out of the, and this just goes back to the humor when he gets out of the hot tub on the mascara and then, um, you know, the watch thing. uh, I just think that, I just think that's really funny. Uh, you know, stuff like that, stuff like that, I think is important. And then she says something like, are you above average? Are you average for your people or that kind of thing? I just, I just love stuff like that. You know, it just makes me laugh because they're not talking about the same thing, but they kind of are at the same time. I just, I just dig it. So that's kind of humor I like, but right. Have you guys seen the justice league trailer? Justice league trailer? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Have I? I don't know. Have you? Yeah, no, I have. Yeah. We talked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That was, that was badass too. Yeah. I don't know. They still don't have me with the flash yet. I'm, yeah, um, I have some bitterness around the Flash. Don't get me started on that. Yeah. Oh, no, no, let him wrap up. Let him wrap up his TV <laughs> Flash and let him join the Justice League then. That's all I'm going to say. I just don't get you have an awesome Flash and a very successful TV series and then you're going to recast and reboot the Flash in your in your cinematic universe. That makes no sense. Yep. Sorry, the Flash yeah. is amazing. That's TV yeah. that TV show's phenomenal. So I'm not changing my mind on that. Uh, there's a couple other Wonder Woman things. Uh, there's an article in here. If she'll do, do the sequel, we talked about last week. Um, she is giving an update. I think they're still working it out. And then at the same time, she actually put out there in another interview that she'd be willing to do a Superman movie. So it'd be by interesting. working it out, does that mean she's wanting like more money because it's so successful? I think I think what happened was she signed up for a one uh you know one picture deal and with the popularity of it obviously she's like well I can hold out for a little longer kind of thing they and, need to and pay make her. a couple extra dollars but <laughs> they honestly need they need to pay her if she's going to put out something like that again and make the sequel stand up they need to pay her hell they, yeah I I don't have any problem with her holding out a little bit and being like yeah well if I'm going to do it um, it needs to be this story and this time. She already said it's going to be set in America um, in the next movie. So I don't know what the time frame is going to be and that kind of thing. But I think that if she's going to do it again, uh, she needs to have a lot of say in it. And she needs to have the money that she deserves. Yeah, honestly. Good for that. Good for her for, for saying I'll do one and bad on them for not locking her up for two or yeah. three. Yeah. DC would make another monumental mistake if they let her go and not Agreed. have her direct. Exactly. Um, and then just if you're into merch, uh, there's a Wonder Woman limited edition Blu-ray I gift know, set. Like, that just looks so cool. Already. That's crazy. Yeah, this came out a couple days ago, I think. And there's like a little statue in there and it just looks sick. I might actually do it. I don't know what the price point is, actually. Do you guys? I I don't know if they put I a price in a there. Price point. Yeah, no. um, but I might be willing to pay, you know, 30 bucks or something to get a little figurine and stuff in the Blu-ray. I think it'd be sick. So... We'll see if that's the price. Let's say it's thirty dollars. How about that? I'm going to say statue. More, oh, it's going to be more. like at least. I want. I want. I want it to be thirty dollars. Okay. Okay. I don't <laughs> think that. Okay, we'll go with Thirty. Says yeah. Thirty. I'll just tell. I'll you pay. That. I'll pay thirty nine ninety nine. DC. You're welcome. There you go. Wait. Apparently, Amazon has pre-orders up. Hold on. I'm, I'm loading it now. Oh, really? Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell us what's up. It's Am I right? Been, so we'll see. Maybe it's broken. Oh, I don't know. Here we go. Uh, 
Oh yeah, Sorry, I'm right. With Devin in the chat room says, if they let her go, I'm telling you now, Kathy, meaning uh, what's her name at Disney, will pick her up. That's true. Oh, for sure. Uh, get her to do, get her to do Captain Marvel or any of um, any of them. That'd be sick. Yeah. Yeah, if she would direct like a male centered oh uh, hero, it's in the and article. Just blast away. It's, it's the gift is slated to sell for one hundred twenty nine ninety. Oh damn it! <sighs> See, sometimes I don't read through all the article because I don't want to know the price. You didn't want to. You didn't want to. I, you want to keep your hopes up for. I just looked at the picture and hoped just, that thirty nine ninety nine would be say, it. Will I really want this? Damn it! Yeah, Will. I yeah. really, really want this. I deserve it. Damn it! You deserve it. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, anything else on Wonder Woman? Um, are you? Uh, do you want to see a sequel? What do you want to yes. see in the sequel? Yeah, I want to see a sequel for sure. It actually has me looking forward to DC movies, and I didn't think that would happen. Right. Some of the downfall of Batman. So, are you looking more forward to Justice League then? Yes, I, after I, seeing I, the preview, yeah. I am, and I, I didn't mind yeah. the Flash. It probably, you know, maybe it was like a filming conflict. Like maybe he was busy filming the TV show and he couldn't film a movie. And they just didn't want one actor being able to hold up two production crews. I don't know, man. I'm not buying it. I love Grant Gustin, dude. He's the man. He is so. pretty good. All right. Uh, last bit of Marvel news: Just Chris Evans has extended his Marvel Studios contract, and I think it's only for. Uh, Infinity War. Right. Uh, no, is that really um, shocking to anybody, though? No, it's not. Um, but really what it comes down to is uh, this is going to be – he's kind of hinting that this is going to be the end for his Captain America, I think. Um, I think we're going to see the end of several heroes. No, you for sure. New new actors coming in to play them or they'll no, be I killing th- them off? I think they're going to be killing off people. It's Thanos, man. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah, it's like early talks about it, they're talking about how many – Heroes are actually on set for some of these shots. It's just going to be amazing. I can't wait for that. Yep, exactly. All right, guys. So anything else you want to say about anything um, before we get out of here? Why don't you guys go ahead and say uh, where we can find your stuff on the interwebs before we close out? All right. Uh, you can find me at Twitter, JT underscore Holonet. Uh, you can also find... Uh, Let's see, uh, twitch.tv slash Radio and carillionrun.com is where you can find the podcast. Don't you have a, don't you have a streamer? Oh, yeah, the underscore network. I'm yeah. giving you a moment, dude. Come Thanks, on. man. Uh, twitch.tv twitch slash bb underscore network. That's my gaming stream. Nice. Which is a hell of fun, by the way. So stop by there, hang out. Drink like a frosty beverage. Yeah, have a beverage and watch uh, JT do some gaming. Yep. Um, you can find me at uh, Fort Worth Gym, and uh, I am also part of Growing Run Radio, so uh, check us out there. Um, I also edit and produce a Passionately Casual podcast, and um, we have a really, really exciting uh, show lined up for the next episode. But the, the one we just recorded will be out um tomorrow tonight sometime probably yeah. uh, you know just being on australian time things get all kind of mixed up but should be out sometime tonight and um it's uh it's that's also awesome and um uh, looking forward to that and you no know, uh oh uh the 24th extra life come come and hang out with us on harbinger server one o'clock eastern time uh send me a message on on twitch or twitter uh if you need details on that 
Nice. I can't thank you guys enough for being on the show. Uh, I didn't want to cancel this week and I wanted to have you guys on either this week or next week. And when Will uh, was traveling, I was like, let's just do it. And it was an awesome show. Thanks for all your insights on Wonder Woman and Star Wars and everything else. Uh, you're two of my favorite people to hang out with on the interweb. So thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Oh, it was thank a lot you. of fun, man. I loved it. All right. So thanks for tuning in to The Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. My usual co-host is at I am Will Griggs. You heard our boys, uh, JT and Mox, uh, their Twitter handles a moment ago. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. If you see us, like us, share us, and give us some stars and stuff. Um, if you want to support the show, we're at patreon.com slash usual podcast. Um, thanks to everybody, everybody who does that. Um, if you give us a buck or two an episode, I do blooper reels. We do, um, uh, trailer time. We have a lot of uh, little exclusives. And in fact, if you're coming to our pucked cantina, um, I'm going to be bringing gifts to everybody who is a patron and sending some gifts to people who can't make it. So definitely check that out and audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Early in the show, we talked about lots of ways. Lots of books that you can get on us, uh, including Star Wars novels and the like. Um, and guys, so I'll let you guys say uh, the thing that Will always says, um, if you want, if you remember what that is. Uh, he usually tells people to do a thing at the end of the show. What do you think? No pressure. Have a fun. Nobody says at the end of the show. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm messing with you. He always says, have a fun. So Have a fun. There have we go. Have lots of fun. Have lots of funds, and we'll see you all next week. Hashtag blame Will. Hashtag blame Will indeed.